My name's Stuart. This is my dear, dear brother, Andrew, and this Sorry. is the... Will you let me intro this shit? <laughs> <laughs> We've this, been through this before. This is the Not Your Mother's Podcast. Now, Not Your Mother's I Podcast. should note that, um, and I always do note, anytime a guest brings on their own alcohol, because we always drink alcohol on the show, anytime a guest brings on their own alcohol... Um, I'm always appreciative of it, and some people have brought very expensive alcohol, very, um, very uh, exciting new kinds of try, but no one has ever brought me the notorious MMA Conor McGregor's Proper 12 whiskey. This is the second time that me and Andrew have partaken of this. The first time we shall not speak of, because uh, we finished this entire bottle, just the two of us, I think. Maybe a New little Year's help, Eve, but yeah. yeah, New Year's Eve, <clears throat> 2018, 2019. This is proper 12 Irish whiskey, and at the bottom it says, smooth is fast. Uh, and by the way, I will say, <clears throat> this is, I think Connor wants us to be a direct competitor to Jameson. I'm not going to say that it's, or not Jameson, Jameson Caskmates, according to the label, obviously. Caskmates? I, yeah, because look at the label. This isn't a Jameson label. This looks like Caskmates label with the dark colors. Uh, no, I'd that's say straight Jameson. No, that's a lighter label. Either way, well, I don't mean, it is I'm Jameson. I'm price point, yeah. Yeah, you know, I'm this talking about like... the look of it. The look of it to me says Jameson Caskmates or Black Barrel. Yeah. Um, at any rate, while I don't feel like it's an... I feel like it's definitely a competitor. I'll just say this. And I drink a decent amount of whiskey. Waiting for the second vintage. Yes. Oh, that this isn't that? Oh, wow. But it's out now, isn't it? Or no? I don't know when they're oh, okay. releasing it. At any rate, we're going on and on about this whiskey. What I will say is for 20 bucks, this is a damn good bottle of whiskey. I was surprised. Yeah, I, for I really, it to also be kind of a me. souvenir at the same time. Yeah, exactly. That is... That's a really good price. Yeah, and I really thought Connor. I'm I, I'm a I'm a fan. If you don't know me, that's okay. Or if you don't know who Connor McGregor is, that's okay too. He's at the top of the MMA game. But um, I'm a fan of Connor, and so I thought. But even being a fan, I thought, well, you know, it looks like he probably just slapped his name, his brand, on some cheap ass whiskey. Which he did. It's yeah, but not that bad. It, Honestly, no, it's, it's not, not. It's not Jim it's Beam. Not, it, it's, it's not Jack Daniels. It's good. It has good flavor. It has good taste. It'll easily compete at the $30, $35 whiskey. Yes, agreed. Bottle. And it's only 20 bucks. Triple distilled, golden That's green. That's in California. It's only $20. And full flavored barley. Proper. I love it. This is great. Thank you. What I mean, all that to say, Andrew purchased this for the podcast. So thank you for that. Let's have a little proper 12, shall we? So proper. Tell me when. So 12. Never. Never. Well, shit. <laughs> We're not doing that. We want to have some left for later. We're not drinking this whole thing tonight. <laughs> we don't have the battery time on your uh, camera. Oh, yes. Sir. By the way, one other thing I should mention is uh, we are using Andrew's, all of Andrew's equipment tonight for the podcast. So thank Except you for, for that as well. Except for my light because it died. Except for your light because it died. But this will mean that those of you watching and listening will, will not probably, you will most definitely have a better audio experience than usual. So, to not your mother's podcast, ah, cheers. Fuck yeah. Oh, this brings back memories. <laughs> of New Year's Eve? Man, I got so drunk that night. All right, but really, doesn't it taste a lot like Jameson? It's not, it's missing something, but I think... Uh, it's a lot more caramely, it's a lot more... Well, it's young, the problem <clears throat> is, is it's young. That's the True. biggest problem with this whiskey is it needs to... Op- it need, needed more time in the barrels. Mm, okay. um, and what you can do to combat that... I can decant that, it, right? Yes, decant it. Don't okay. buy that cheap wood shit. You can buy, like, it's literally, like, planks of oak or cherry, and they're like, put that in your whiskey. And it really? 
That's interesting. That's just worthless garbage. Oh, don't buy that. Don't you're buy saying that shit. okay? No. It, the idea is to mimic it being a barrel in a barrel for longer. Is what yes, you're saying? Essentially. Okay. Um, and that's just garbage. So, get decanting. Decant you get a young whiskey. You get a alcohol heavy whiskey. Put it in a decanter. Give it a day. Give it a week. In a, in a month, this is going to decant and be. I mean, there's less alcohol, but it's going to be essentially it's going you're to have just a cap, taste. yeah. You're capitalizing on the flavors. There's a lot of. This doesn't say caramel, but it's very caramely. Um, well, what would you what would you say? I'm not saying it has to be Jameson. I know I keep going back to that, and that's Ireland and all that. I would compare would this compare to, to your Jim your third. Don't compare it to Jim Beam. Hang on, I would compare. Well, I can't actually. <laughs> I have Jim Beam bourbon mm. in my brain. I compare it to what the price point that Jim Beam most right. often sells. At. Yes, that is definitely true. Um, so thirty thirty five dollars, maybe even a forty dollar. Your Evan Williams. Um, not your red labels. A lot of black label actually for mm. at the twenty dollar price point. Um, trying to think, I would I would buy this before I buy like, buy a bottle of Jameson. But I'm just not a big like Jameson is like, it's it's better as a whiskey. This isn't because it's actually sat, but at the same time, um, this is to me, and I decant probably more than yeah. anyone else. And I only drink. I'll buy a bottle. Take a couple of drinks, and it'll be a couple of weeks before I even really get back to drinking yeah. that bottle again. And it's usually in a decanter at that point. So to, this is a fun, cheap whiskey to decant to me. It's a kind of a sporty whiskey. Um, I think it's I think it's great. Uh, I would say I could easily spend outspend money. Like I spend more money just not to buy this. But if you, especially if you're the kind of person you're gonna drink half a bottle or you take a couple of drinks and then you don't taste anything after that this is fine for that um what i would what i think this thing this is obviously it's kind of got the iconic name but if you want to take a couple of shots or i wouldn't say shots but take some drinks <laughs> yeah, no. of some a better sips. a better whiskey a blended scotch whatever and then you know finish the party off with this that's be great for that at any rate i really like it i'm not a as much a whiskey snob as uh, my brother is, and that's not a that's a term in, of endearment. Um, but uh, I really like it. I'll just say for those of you that are like myself, that are casual whiskey drinkers out there, it's a good whiskey to sip for sure. So <clears throat> the whole reason that we're doing yes. this podcast, um, Andy's in town. Uh, we had a meeting with a client uh, earlier this week, and it was really serendipitous how this worked out. So we had a meeting with a client on Wednesday. And Andrew, uh, we got the tickets booked. We got that taken care of. And um, I have a shadow. <laughs> That's I'm playing with my shadow. Uh, after he booked the tickets, I realized there was something that was happening, an event that was happening near me that I had wanted to go to. Didn't know if I'd have time, but I wanted to go to this event. Is that in the shot? Let's mm-hmm. not have that in the shot. Uh, or were you wanting to drink it? Doesn't matter. Oh well. Let's no, just, no. Bring it back. Take, nope. Put it back. All right. So. <laughs> All right, so there was an event. <laughs> we got all kinds, all manner of uh, drinkage here. Beer before liquor, never been sicker. Mm, it sounds gross. So uh, w- there was an event coming up, and I thought to my, I had, I'd been thinking for a while about going to it, and then when I found, when I realized that these times coincided, and that you were going to be in town when the event was going on, I thought, well, we have to go together. Like there's Obviously. just not like before. I wanted to go. And then I realized you were going to be in town like we have to go. And the day before the event went down, uh, a friend of mine who was attending as well said, Hey, man, are you coming to this thing? I'd you know, like you to be there. And I thought, well, we, we've got to go. So <clears throat> the event is 
it's not an annual thing so much, uh, and I want you to speak more to why it got started. <clears throat> Excuse me, what its true intent is, because um, you explained that to me the other day, and that was very interesting. I didn't realize that. So the out event was yesterday, right? We're filming this on Saturday, the twenty third. That event was yesterday, and that event was a Hiles Anderson College alumni uh, meeting. And it's, uh, I don't meet know, and greet. meet and greet. Uh, yeah, it was a dinner and then it a presentation. It was well. <clears throat> I'm, everybody was as vague on what was happening by the time they got there as, as we were. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically the, the format is we sit down and we eat and then we go watch a presentation. Uh, and we're all alumni yeah. for the most part. Everyone that was there had uh, attended and or graduated. Not attended, graduated. Everyone that was there, I think, had graduated. Except for me. Except for you. Uh, and there were a few people there that hadn't attended at all. Yeah. Uh, graduated from Hiles Anderson College. Some of you may not know what Hiles Anderson College is. I'll be brief, but I'll let you know. And some of you, most of you, I think, may know. And it's not against any of you that don't know. So Hiles Anderson College is an unaccredited, ba- independent, fundamental Baptist Bible college located in Crown Point, Northwest Indiana. And uh, if you want to go there and um, you don't you don't need a degree for whatever you're going to be doing, if you're only going to be doing ministry work inside of a cult and uh, that's all you want to do and you're in the independent fundamental Baptist cult, it's a perfect spot for you. So I highly recommend it to those of you that are in the independent fundamental Baptist cult and you want to continue being in the cult and you want to propagate its doctrines and philosophies and also have a degree that will turn out to be useless to you in the future, by all means, attend Hiles Anderson College and graduate, like I did. So, I mean, like just to delve into the uselessness, though. Yes. And they were really <laughs> capitalizing hard on this, because they, they had promotional videos that were mm-hmm. they're generic, but they were really hammering in on the... They were getting pastors who ran churches of, well, probably well over a thousand people. Mini mega churches, I um, call them. Yeah, mini megas, whatever... Um, uh, I'm trying to remember. Uh, so they're getting Much, Mutchler, of, is it Mike, Much, Mike yeah. Mutchler, Randy Toole, um, Dean Noonan, Keith, Kevin uh, Cowling. Kevin Cowling. You know, Keith, yeah, Kevin Cowling. Uh, we talked about him on the podcast before. Some of you may remember. Uh, those type churches. Um, Not your enormous churches, but still very big, yeah, especially uh, for that cult. They got well known in, in the cult, but mm-hmm. they had those people saying, I've hired X number of people it's all about numbers. from. Uh, Hal's Anderson. I said I'm my kids interested, there. And basically, here's what they were doing. And this I had experienced a long time ago when I was helping a buddy of mine get a scholar. What wound up being a scholarship, but he was being interviewed by the Merchant Marine Academy, the Naval Academy, and blah blah blah. Because you, if you're gonna go into like a, you know, if your trajectory out of high school is thus that you can pretend, potentially go to like the military academy at West Point. Mm. Something like that. You enter just like you would if you were going to go to Purdue, which is a school in Indiana. Indiana. I think that's pretty well known. South Bay. But if you were going to go to, if you're going to go to Duke, you would not just apply to Duke, even if you knew you'd get in. You'd apply to three or four so that you had right. options and potentially you could you could say, well, so and so's offered me this. What can you do, etc. Once you you have a bargaining point. chip. So it's the same thing. If you're going to military academy, if you're going to what I the really high end school, it's helping this kid. We were doing the interviews. We had gone out to the East Coast for a week, and they were. He wanted to fly planes, and we were at the Merchant Marine Academy. And this lady, who is a real asshole, she's like, um, "We have a hundred percent higher rate for our graduates, and we can guarantee you a job." And I just directly asked her, "I'm like, you can guarantee that he'll be a pilot. We can't guarantee the future, 
I said, you just said you guarantee him a job. job. This is What's the pilots. job? Well, I can't really guarantee anything. And she went all the way back there. <laughs> but, and I mean, yeah. Well, and I'm, I'm just actually like, lying I'm to you. I'm like, you're just a total asshole is all you are. So I'm like, you know, he wants to be a pilot. That's the whole point of this situation. Um, but that's basically what they were doing is they were saying, you come to Hiles Anderson, we guarantee you're going to land as an assistant pastor, as a youth pastor. And one of these one big of these churches, churches, have a great salary, have a great pension, have so a it's great gone beyond, uh, benefits package, It's all gone beyond shit. your usual um, guilting into a lifetime of service sure. or or just selling sex, which they do a lot of, yeah. because it's, it's selling a wife. You go to Hiles, uh-huh. you go to college, to get you get a wife. Yep. To get pussy. You get you go there to get... They will literally tell you, you're here for... They'll tell the... I don't think they'll tell the guys that so they much, but I've heard so many times, you're here to get a husband. Like, that is the whole reason you're here at Hiles Anderson College, is for you to find you a husband. those cheeks up. Mm. <laughs> yeah, there's that. Um, at anyway, any rate. So... Essentially, what they were doing is they're doing. It's very mainstream because lots of colleges will put out their statistics on like if you mm. have a financial program that's really good, you're going to be like this number of people went to Wall Street and are doing you know right. a half a million dollar a year job or whatever, whatever. Right. And that's exactly what they're doing to incentivize people to attend. Right. They're sending out those numbers and they're saying, "Well, you're going to get. We're going to guarantee you if you want to come to us, you're going to land in one of the best churches that we have to offer." That's which definitely is a bunch what of bullshit, yeah. but. That was a direct. That's definitely the vibe and the direction. That <clears> to me, what changed. also I took from that listening to these pastors like give their testimonies and whatever. Hey, I'm ready to. I've got sticks so far up my ass. Can barely move my lips. Are you also Batman? <laughs> What's going on? I'm Randy. Batman tool. Randy Batman tool. Fuck this Goose. shit. <laughs> what is it? Goose. So, no, but what I'm I love is he gets like, and if you don't know Randy Tool, you don't know him, so you can just. I, I'm sorry, but basically, he's an asshole. Yeah. And he got like three words into like his and it's scripted. You can tell they're all oh yeah, scripts. they're all. And he gets like the three ball. words into the first sentence, and his eyes gloss over, and you can tell he's he's, he's slipped into his. Yeah, well, he's like, I'm here because I'm getting paid, paid, but I really would rather be riding a hog. Yeah, that's his, he hides motorcycles from the church. <laughs> he has motorcycles. Doesn't tell I believe it. about him. Jesus Christ. Um, and who, uh, who the hell knows what all else he's got. Yeah, we could do a whole podcast on Randy, but we're not going to today. Why not? Um, because we don't, we're not talking about that today. <laughs> what we're talking about is the Hiles Anderson College alumni meeting. And, um, I What I took from listening to these guys go on and on about how great Hiles Anderson College was because we weren't looking, like, it wasn't students that had come. It was people who were, you know, graduates. Already and gone. Had it already gone. And, and what you had said to me before in the past, not in the past, but yesterday... You said, you kind of talked me through, and I didn't realize this, the whole, um, the inception of this idea of doing these alumni meetings. Can you talk me through why? Because you were there. I was gone. Yeah, I was, wasn't gone from the cult. So, I was gone from 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 that that area of the country. So I wasn't aware of what was going right. on. So why did they get started, and what well, what's generally the purpose of them? To the best of my understanding, because I was there when they kind of shuffled Ray out. Mm-hmm. And Ray Young, who was the president, was the of, the president college, of the college, and now Stuart just kind Mason of travels speaking. Yeah. And to the best of my understanding, because I asked, I'm an, I ask people a lot of questions. You're an asshole. I'm an asshole. That's yeah. right. I ask people questions. One of my favorite things to say is, I don't know. I had a teacher. Get, <laughs> I have had more than one teacher come unglued and uh, say, even I've, I've had actual, I've had people that I worked for come unglued and say, if I hear you say, I don't know, one more time, I'm going to lose it. But I'm like. I don't. I, yeah. I don't mind saying I don't know. It's okay to not know. because yes. if I don't know, I don't know, and I'm going to ask. Or you can make up some bullshit answer like everyone else does, which I like doing sometimes. But really, when it's like something, yeah. Anyway, yeah, you can do that. Um, but so 
I basically I was selling my services at Hiles Anderson College, and I needed to sell as many suits as I could. At one point, I actually wound up on a phone call with Ray Young trying to sell him clothes, which just and again this the, this is this is uh, I'm sure that was interesting <laughs> was so to interesting. say the least. So uh, was it jeans? Were you selling him jeans? He loves jeans. Suits. Yeah, uh, so it was for jeans. what you were doing was you were working with the tour department and getting them outfitted. If I'm correct, do I remember that correctly? And yes. that's a lot of suits. And that's a lot of suits and a lot of women's women's well, suits and them, men's suits. I save them a lot of. Oh, I'm sure you save them a shitload. Yeah. What, whatever. Did, did you do um, alterations for a whole year of tour? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I did that's all the lot. alterations. Yeah, no, and I just tried to build that in my class. I totally got screwed over on the yeah. Accident, well, of course, I, I learned a lot. Um, I did a lot of bad alterations as well. Uh, but I mean, <laughs> they weren't great before. Trust me, I had some. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, I know. Though, like, literally, I replaced some lady in her seventies who couldn't hardly sew. So it was just like... Well, Mrs. O'Kelly, right? Was it Mrs. O'Kelly? Whoever was doing scalp suits was bad, too. Really? I thought his suits always fit great. No. No? Well, not necessarily not fit. Like, they just weren't done well. Mm. Um, Maybe when he gets out, you can hook him up. God, no. (laughs) Yeah, I will. I will sew some cat shit into his lining. All right. Um, Anyway. What's the whole point of these alumni meetings? Okay, so, to the best of my understanding... um, well, let's let's backtrack a little bit further. Sure. Jack Scott had this binge that he went on about the Holy Spirit and having Jesus sex. sex. With, yeah, yeah, Jesus sex. It was like the Lord's Supper is you having intercourse with the Holy Spirit, and basically right. it should be just like that. You be oh right. Holy Spirit, oh, and the Holy oh, Spirit polish like, oh, that shit. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yes. Oh, oh. <laughs> all right, and then all you're right. drinking all the right. wine and you're eating that cracker, and you're just like oh. oh. All right. Oh yes. Please continue. God, yes. You haven't even had anyway, that much to drink. So. No, because that's that's exactly that <laughs> no, is that's, exactly what that's, it was. That's how his dialogue was, though. You watch him do the polished shaft thing, and it's like, oh, dude, I never that's... dreamed of her, God. Oh, yeah. oh, Jesus. Oh, but, harsh, it's look, gonna hurt. For those of you that may not get it, and I understand that, like he is doing an exact replication of how Jack Scott sounded. Now I'm gonna do it. What you did before that, I hated how Jack Scott sounded from the pulpit while he took a piece of wood it was and arrow. carved it. Yeah, no, no, he was, he was literally yeah, like clothing an just arrow. This like he had a he had a hanky while and he was making he's doing this with the arrow while he's oh, making climactic oh. sounds and we didn't exactly. catch it. How we didn't catch it, I don't uh, know. All I, the guys on the platform caught it. it. Yeah, a lot of them. His Todd, son-in-law caught Todd it. Webber. <laughs> Todd Weber is my favorite because even though he's heard this sermon a gazillion times, the clip that goes that has been very viral oh, on YouTube Ray, is Todd just being like, "Oh shit!" And then Ray Young is just like, <laughs> just like, not this shit again. Uh, well, I mean, it's not doing it for him. He's in the jeans. Uh, yeah, he is, and hair. Anyway, imagine how many rub sores he's got on his dick from like. All right, oh, stop. Jeans. Oh, so mm. it's, he's not Rick Sanchez. <laughs> so. <laughs> No, but Rick so Sanchez, the whole point of these meetings was, as far as I recall, was to bring kind of bring people back into the fold after well, yes, Scott and ostracized everyone. I will go into that. I know, but we have gone around it several no, times. No, I, I just had to go back to so Jack <laughs> stop bringing sex into into the whole the intercourse with the Holy Spirit situation right. because of the Lord's Supper and whatnot. That caused a fracture in kind of the independent. There was still, like, so basically it'd be like, your pastor doesn't agree with them, and half the church is kind of on your pastor's side, right. and the other half of the church is still like, Jack Scott is God. He's the shit, yeah. So, and that's, you know, we well, saw really a lot was of God. Yeah. this thing. He was God to so, me. He was the Pope. Yeah. Um, so, it, it was not like a complete, like, separation. There were just sort of like, uh, 
like fault lines that just kind of began to form right. because of that. And then when Scott got put down, they were very, very aware. Like what they've done is so it's so smart. I mean, it's very yeah. business savvy. Uh, but they were very, very aware that they needed to repair all of that. And so they took. And, sorry, just to, to break for a moment. So all of that meaning these churches have really become feel like they're separate now from First Baptist Church Hammond and Hiles Anderson College. And what that yeah. means for Hiles Anderson is enrollment's going to plummet. People aren't going to come to youth conference. We're not going to have that many people money, come to pastor school. Money. It just it's all money, but like money. those are the, 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 the back well, I mean, end of all that. FBMI, FBMI mm-hmm. the Fundamental Baptist Missions yes, International, yes. Mm-hmm. they make, I mean, my parents, I think, quit oh, yeah. sending them checks this year, but... If you think that, like, you know, five cents of a dollar going into some random charity organization is bad, they are... God only knows what they're doing with that money, but it is not... It ain't what you think it is. At one point, (laughs) they owned two buildings in India. Mm -hmm. I mean, multi-million dollar... Yeah, not shacks. ...pieces of land. Right. And were just sitting... They were doing what Scientology was doing. They were just sitting on them. Get those buildings. They were reporting it, saying, yes, these are... This is like new construction, or this is mm-hmm. what we're doing. So they're not having to pay that money out in taxes. Yeah, there you go. That's it. And then they they took a, a degreed engineer over there to minister to Indian people because he was Indian. They left him stranded for two years, and finally he's like, no "Fuck shit. this shit." Yeah, uh, Rao. I can't remember his name. I bought his car from him. Wow. Um, and he's like, "Fuck this shit." He came back. Damn. And then Poor that guy. that fell apart right. That when. that place is screwed over so many fucking people. Anyway, but so, what you're saying is what we're talking about is now we're we're talking about. I'm talking about the Jack Scott has fucked up their revenue stream, right? And especially after he went away to federal yes. penitentiary. FBMI. Why well, I was just saying yes. one of those facets is that their mission yeah. board that is run through that. Fundamental Baptist Missions International. Hundreds of millions of I dollars think. a year. People just mindlessly cut yeah. their check to that mission board, and, and the money's supposed to get. And, and you back. have to look at small denominations. You send thirty bucks a month. Or oh yeah, bucks a yeah. Month. It's not. It's and not of dollars when, all when at you once. Got a quarter of a million people sending you thirty-five between thirty-five and one hundred and fifty dollars a month. That's you're making bank. That's a lot yeah. of fucking money, mm-hmm. and they know. Like it, it's funny because we don't think about the stuff that happens behind the scenes, but they're aware when a third of that income stream goes away, they know exactly where they need to go repair things. Exactly, yeah, because they they get the checks in the fucking yeah. mail. They're they're yeah. they're cashed all these fucking mm-hmm. checks, so they. They know what to do, and they're very smart. They took Ray Young, who is the most bland person on earth, and they unseated <laughs> uh, him. As, I don't know. <laughs> they unseated him as president, and, and they, they just put, they started took, booking. They swapped him for out him. for Stewart at the time, right? Yeah, Stewart. I Mason, think so. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, which was interesting, um, <laughs> to say the least. But they they, they took had him, him booking appointments, and they they booked him. Meetings Sorry, meetings. Yeah, all over the just like what we went to this. Yes, mm-hmm. last night. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, we went to last night. They booked these little meetings everywhere, and um, they would basically have... He's basically reselling the college, and it's a lot of going back to, like, what we saw last night. Like, even Wilkerson, the pastor for yeah. the church, showed up. Yep. Uh, which was just... Ex- and the president was, of the college was there, too. Dave Douglas yes. is there. Yeah. And what they're trying to do, and especially... I mean, the reason they're all here in California... I'm 100% positive is because of what's going on with Bruce, Bruce Goddard, Goddard right now. Bruce Goddard and Faith Baptist Church, yeah. So Bruce Goddard is one of... Now, Bruce Goddard did not separate himself during the Scop thing. No, he... He has separated himself more recently. I, I don't know. It might have been... I no, because he was there when I was there. No, that's true. Goddard he's preached, he's preached were, within the last couple of years. They were sucking his dick really hard because he got evicted from his house. So this is a oh, beautiful... Yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah, is just a beautiful, a beautiful story thing. For them. Mm-hmm. So 
He was so stupid. He gave his all of his money to his own church that was failing so badly. It was taking all of his money. Couldn't pay. I can't remember if it was a mortgage or if he was just no. It was a mortgage. So their idea of God blessing him was someone in his church buying his house when he went bankrupt and then letting him Live in his rent house. that house from the guy who bought it. And I'm like, Ain't that, that is some shit. so con. That is so fucked up. Oh, it's just some amazing. next level garbage, and it's like that's just fucking bullshit, dude. But I'm again, like, what you're saying it makes sense. The reason they're out here, and the reason, and part of the reason, as far as I understand, we won't get into it too deep. Part of the reason they're only they're like flying a tour group out for like one meeting out here has a lot to do, and we'll get into this in another episode, a different time when it's right. Bruce got with Faith Baptist Church big numbers. To oh yeah. To Hiles Anderson to College. Anderson. He and, was a big... And well, and one of the things, though... And the other the thing big... with Bruce you have to remember is Bruce is not... I don't think he's the first graduate, but he's one of the very one of the very first graduates of Hiles Anderson College to come, not necessarily just to Southern California, but to, but to leave the church and or leave the college, start with next to nothing, and build a pretty big work. Mm -hmm. So he's a... a, a uh, I don't know what the right word is, but he's a big deal there. Like, I heard... Right. I had to... When I, when I was in college... I think it's called How to Walk with God. I had to buy one of his books for curriculum mm -hmm. for one of my classes. Like, well, and you want to talk about another there. money? Oh, it was a big deal there. Another way to make money yes. is once once you do make it, they're going to start using your material. And when it's mandatory material, you're talking about, you know, maybe it's two hundred people or a couple thousand people, yeah. and we're now having to buy your book across America in these little college. Uh, institutions. And remember, it's and, symbiotic. I mean, you're right. also—they're doing that for you, and you're also sending them kids that are paying right. you umpteen well, no, thousands saying, of like, dollars a year. You, if you've made it, like you're like Bruce, and then right. you've made this book, and now people in West Coast and here and these mm -hmm. other little colleges are having to buy your book for curriculum. That is an influx of tens of thousands of dollars every year. Aside from your tithe, aside from your missions, yeah. aside from all the money you're bringing in at your church, you've got like Joel Osteen. You've got your book sales. That's right. a big deal. That's making you a lot uh, of money. But anyway, so. The whole point, in our opinion, of these meetings is to pull in graduates, pastors, people who will bring in more students, yeah. pull them back in and say, look, we're doing okay. Jack Scott didn't fuck us that bad. We're not like him. We're not right. pedophiles, although some of them are. No one confirmed that was at the meeting last night, yeah. but although some of them are at, at, the, uh, at the college. So bringing... The, the goal of these meetings is to get you to say, okay, it's not that, they're not all Jack well, Scott. It's, it's not that bad. It's to pour we super should... glue in the fractures. It's yes, to bring exactly. everything back together yeah. and re-solidify their income stream. And the reason that all the higher-ups were exactly where we were the other night is because, this, so California's got a lot of money to spend. Yep. And this has been an area that has caused them a great deal of pain. And obviously, because of who showed up, it cost them a lot of money. Yeah. And so they spent, and that was, I was like, when he's like, we're flying a tour group out, I'm aware of exactly of how short they fund all the tour groups. Oh, it's tight. Like, I mean, yeah, it's uh, tight. It's not even. There's like, a, there was, when I was on tour, there was a goal to like see who could be the cheapest like per week, who could spend mm -hmm. the least amount yeah. of money. So flying them out is a big deal for a couple reasons. Flying One, because of the money they're spending. And two, because that means there's not a West well, Coast tour. Here's another thing. There were like 30 people, 35 people there. Yeah. And they Max. flew the. They flew the president of Hiles Anderson College. Yep. The chancellor of Hiles Anderson College. Of pastor Anderson of First College. Baptist Church. Amen. And then, yes, the pastor of First Baptist Church. And their Church star so speaker. The Baptist, if you don't know what First Baptist Church is, I mean, they're not running what they used to, but they're tens of thousands strong. It's still a powerhouse. It, it's a mega church. And they flew him out. Now, when they fly him out, they're used to, 
his his plane ticket being paid for, his hotel stay being paid for, all of his food being taken care of, yeah, and then everything. he's getting paid decently. And I'm sure that they've structured it to a point where the church is getting a sweet piece of the action as oh, well. Oh, no doubt, yeah. So when they fly him out, it's probably never ever no lesson for him to speak to five or six hundred people minimum, and then they're used to you know thousands. Right, and they get a love offering on top right. of that. So. To fly him out to talk to 35 people in the middle of the <laughs> desert is like, what the fuck is you, wrong yeah, right now? On? It's yeah. a problem. Something's up. It's a red yeah. flag. Yeah. So I what I want to do is, I think we've made some really valid points so far, and I love it. Um, what I want to do is kind of go through um, a few things, because we posted this in a few groups that we went last night. I posted on the podcast page, as some of you will see. And what I should say... Um, it just flipped on and off. Is everything okay with the recording? Is it still recording? Oh, no. It just, yeah, the screen just is like... Okay. It'll, it'll... We're using a different device, and so I'm not used to it. So uh, what I wanted to get to was we had posted this in a few different places. We posted it on the podcast page. And what I um, what I do want to say, I know we're way too late into the podcast to say this, but I'm going to say it anyways for those of you that are still sticking out with us. I am so fucking sorry that it has been since December something that I haven't posted. It's been... It's been two months since we posted a podcast, and I am posting this on Sunday the 24th. I'm saying it now so that I have to do it and put this up, but I'm sorry it's been so long. I'm thrilled to be to be back with you on this episode and look forward to putting out more episodes in the future. We have four or five episodes, as I keep telling you, <laughs> already recorded, just haven't put them out there yet. So anyways, that was a quick commercial break. Getting back to kind of some of the feedback that we got from groups that we posted. Well, let's, can we go into why we went... Yeah, that's what I was going. That's okay. exactly what I was going to do. Right. So Good. a lot of people are asking, like, why? Like, not why the fuck. Although that's what I would. Is like, why? The, why did you even stop? Why did you even go? Like, what was the point? What? 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 What prompted you to go? What made you go? Uh, someone said, uh, "Oh, I guess the dentist was busy that day. You couldn't get your root canal, so you did this instead right, yeah. for the level of pain that it caused." So a couple things I want to say first. First and very much foremost, what we're going to get into here is kind of the why we went and kind of how it went down and what happened when we were there because I feel like a lot of people would be curious to hear that. So my what I want to say initially is we pulled up, right? <laughs> we pulled up. Uh, Andrew was with me. His dear and very patient wife, Michelle, was with us. We pulled up and I saw John Wilkerson at the front door. Now, we won't go – I won't get very granular here, but I, and I will be delicate – but my family, the Hardys, have had dealings with between yourself, between my mother and father. Yeah. We have had dealings with Wilkerson in well, the past. I was, I was Wilkerson's personal tailor yes. when yes, my yes, yes. mom released her statement about Pete Cowling, who I was living with, so they could tailor clothes for John Wilkerson. Right. So, and again, we again, we're, that's as granular as we're going to get on that because we do respect our mother's story. But because of our past with him, we pulled up, we got out of the car, and we weren't marching in there like badasses at all. Maybe Andrew was. I wasn't. So badass. <laughs> I was more like, what's oh, gonna happen? This is fucked. We got there. I heard John Wilkerson at the door. Oh, God bless you. It's so great. That's not how he sounds. I don't know. Oh, he's a social voice. gorilla. Yeah, he is. Like, he but, takes, he takes like, being social with his people, like, it's a gorilla warfare thing. Agreed. And when I say that, I mean like, it's like, he's fucking good at yeah. it. Yeah. So, <laughs> And he's a great salesman. You've mentioned this before. So I heard John at the door talking he to people. He could sell me a penis extension. <laughs> I mean, that's fine. I'll take one. Uh, but he, he's at the door, and I heard his voice. And I wasn't. I don't. 
I and I don't mean to be insensitive, but I w- wouldn't use the word triggered. I would just use the word like frightened. not frightened, but more Scared. like not even just it's not a word. It's more of oh shit, I'm really doing this because I've talked about oh, it, yeah, it I've joked about it, I've bragged about it, I thought it was that. funny, I thought it was ironic, and then all of a sudden. Here we are, and we're actually doing the thing. And John Wilkerson, the man who my family has confronted on multiple occasions about issues that we've had with Heilsner's in college with him himself, all of a sudden he's going to be right there and going to have to shake his hand? I don't know about this. So we left. <laughs> uh, it was my call. Andrew was ready to go. We left. Went to Starbucks. Got some Got some drinks. Uh, I wish they'd had whiskey because I definitely would have had some. I forgot to bring my flask, which is regrettable. I, didn't bring my flask, I know, I know, very regrettable. So, I was gonna say that's the only thing that made that night any better would have been if we were pretty drunk. I wanted to be, but then I had to drive afterwards. But I could have got drunk right when I got there. I've done that. What was the last time I did? Did that for a Legacy Five concert? It was a great concert recently. So, anyways, we got there and I left immediately. I I said we got. We got to take off. I can't walk through that door if John Wilkerson is going to be there to greet me. I can go in there, but if the first person I'm going to see and have to interact with is going to be John Wilkerson, I, mean, I can't. Do I it. get that because you're used to the power dynamic that I existed am. before I am. him, and he's just not that because he doesn't need to be. Because all he's of the, very unassuming. All of the power resides on Eddie Lapina. Yeah. And whoever Eddie Lapina chooses to bless with his dick. That's exactly how it works. Not his dick and, necessarily, but yeah. Yeah. Trust me, <laughs> you're doing something wrong. <laughs> At any rate, um, we left. We got there, we left. Went to Starbucks, we came back, we sat for a few minutes. I ensured that John Wilkerson was no longer at the door. And then we went in. So before we get to, you know, as far as how it went down and what happened after we got inside, why did we go? I had a conversation... Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, you called me. Did you call me first? Didn't you tell me this was like a thing that was going to Yeah, happen? no, I did. But I wanted to back up even further than that. I had a okay. conversation with a friend of ours. We've both been on his podcast, Josh Owens. Okay. And I don't remember what day it was at all, but I remember I went back through. Every, every so often I'll go through and listen to five or six, while I'm working, listen to five or six uh, sermons from Howes Anderson College Chapel. I know. It's a fool's errand. Now, that Stewart's like, seeing John Wilkerson is triggering. Didn't bother me at all. <laughs> Like listening to that shit, I'm aha. I would literally break oh, whatever device. The opposites, I guess. I don't yeah. know. I I was listening to some sermons, and so then as I'm listening to Howard Anderson College Chapel sermons, I think, well, I'm gonna go listen to some old tour music, and then I get into a YouTube, you know, rabbit hole, and I'm watching mm-hmm. fucking Robert Lopez. I love Robert, and I'm I'm watching Jack's Cops. Oh no, I know what sent me down this rabbit hole. Fucking Aaron Lanning, <laughs> I'll name him right now, sent me a, a text and said, hey, I think this was Jack's Cops' last wedding that he performed. Shit was creepy as fuck. So I watched that, and I was watching Steven Anderson, I was listening to my old tour music, all that shit. And it was either that night. That night I sent three or four people DMs of videos of, uh, I don't remember what the guy's name is, but there was an old guy at First Baptist. I need content for a documentary, so you could actually be sending me. All right, I'll send send them to you. Yeah, because one thing that I hate, and this is so like, I just got done doctoring up a Scientology video. What I hate (laughs) about the the Independent Phenomenal Baptists is, whether they know it or not, and I think part of it is, they don't put short form content out there because... no. Downloading 17 hours of something to get... <laughs> to clip two uh, minutes? <laughs> yeah, two, at the most two minutes of 
That you is remember we did that with Treber. Yeah. You did that with Treber, yeah. and I did that with Treber. Yeah, yeah. It's a fucking. Pain it's not easy. Ass. It's whether they're doing it on purpose or not. Now, if they see this, because some of them are watching. There's a three hundred something. Yeah, guys, keep long term. I don't mind. Because it is a. It's a pain, but yeah, if you but put I get three hours rich out, content. Get, yeah, very rich. Because <laughs> like you basically you say something really stupid, and then you go back and refine it in ways we couldn't edit. So I mean, thanks. you do the work for us. So. Um, I went down that rabbit hole and I sent a bunch of people DMs. There's an old guy, at, 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 he may not no longer be with us. God rest his soul if that's the case. Uh, rest in peace, however you want to say it. There's an old guy that used to sing at First, first Baptist Hamlin. Not Bill Burr. He's, he's gone. Different Bill Burr, not the comedian, not the funny guy. Um, and he <laughs> <Yeah>. would, <laughs> this guy was funny too, though. He would sing, a, he had a lot of songs, but he had, uh, they let him sing because of something. You know what I mean? It wasn't like he had yeah. a good voice. Oh, you're ugly. This, you can sing. No, it was more like he had something on someone, so they had to let him sing oh, every that, quarter or some too, shit. Yeah. And he would sing, and he would sing a song, and it would go, What's wrong with my children? Why don't they praise me? Something along those lines. Yeah, sounds right. I sent it to John Warden. I love John. He's been on the podcast many times. But I sent a bunch of DMs to people that night. I went way down a rabbit hole, and I'm listening to... Uh, all this shit, and I, I legit told Josh Owens that night, coming back to Josh, we've both talked to Josh extensively, and he'll be on the podcast in the future here very soon. Um, but I said, I miss it. I really do. And you said that last night. Something, something, something along those lines. Yes. I don't know how drunk you were, but... I we, wasn't drunk at all. You, you're yeah. right, you weren't. But there is a part of you, and don't take this the wrong way, don't think like... Oh, he misses it, so he wants to go back. Or, oh, he misses it, so maybe he doesn't believe the way he stated in the past. No, no, no. I still believe it. But when you've been a part of something from birth through your 20-somethings, through your through the entirety of your young adulthood, there you, you cannot, and it, I don't think it is, I've talked yeah. to my therapist about it, I don't think it's an unhealthy thing. To at least recognize, like, there's a part of me well, that kind of not no, wants to go back, but you need misses to recognize, this. Yeah, if you can't recognize you miss it, then you're always going to exactly. be struggling with. Because it took me that. That's why people that walk away from faith or God, whatever, however you want to phrase yeah. that, they're going to be Religion. bouncing, as we would have said, in and out of church. That's what it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, oh, God. But that's a lot to unpack. I understand. But like, so he says from birth, and like, it's really hard to. We're not talking about like I was four or five. We're talking like last night at an alumni meeting where there are literally thirty-five people. There were three women in there with babies, like, yeah. ba- like baby babies, not children. not toddlers, baby babies. Yeah, like they have no ability to do anything with their life. These babies, literally, probably, and we're here. This was the first time we There's were witness. There's a famous saying. But, you remember you know, it? This is the first time we were a witness to the first time they saw anything. But this was probably, God, the fifth, sixth, maybe the tenth time they had had to sit through a sermon. Oh, easily. And what's the saying that we remember growing up? Born on... Something like born on a Monday in church on a Wednesday, or born on oh, born yeah. on Friday in church on Sunday. Sunday. Yeah. yeah, like that was the thing, and, and that people they take pride in that shit. Yeah, it's it's not like, yeah, it's not like something like oh man, I gotta and take then, my kid to church. It's like oh, I can't wait like, to take I mean, my kid and throw him in the nursery. To take it a step further, you're talking about having a kid that age, and by the time you're four years old, you don't. We didn't eat mm. on Sunday night if we fell asleep Sunday night during church. You really? didn't eat before bed. You don't remember that? No, I don't you remember that. All this shit out. I have, yeah. And then... Well, no. Sorry. Time out. I, I, and Wednesday I just, night. 
I distinctly remember. What do you mean? Hang on. Let me, yeah, let me back up. They let you. What eat do I? No, I remember I was, a big pot of ramen on Sunday yes, night in Unshackled. That was our. That was our. That was so a Sunday, celebration. Sunday day. night. Yeah. So Sunday night, it was a treat to have I could ramen. Go for some ramen right now. I know. See, funny. <laughs> People hate ramen. We love ramen. I fucking love it. That's how poor we were. Ramen yeah. was a treat. Ramen. For us. Yeah, ramen was. Dude, do you remember how much? And look, oh, let me let me back up really rare. quick, really quick though. We love our fucking parents to death, and our parents are doing amazing things for the people that they love, the people in their church. We got nothing against them at all. Well, I don't. I shouldn't speak for us. I speak for myself. I don't have anything against them at all. But But I hold them accountable for anything that was stupid that they did. That's fair. But I mean, everybody should. Yes, I think we're. So I I just want to make that clear. Like we're not here to shit on our parents. We're just saying like this is how life was for us in the independent fundamental Baptist cult. Because we weren't on the highest rung. We weren't the Jack Scops and we weren't the Jack Hiles. We weren't the Dean Newtons and the Mike Mutzlers. We were on the level that most people were And the Randy Tools we definitely... and the Scott Tools. We weren't them. We were us. Mm-hmm. We were low level. And so, yeah, uh, ramen noodles was a treat. 90% and... of full-time Christian servants, yeah. if you want to call it that. 90% that's, or more. That's exactly where they were. We're on a very... It's, well, because it's a pyramid scheme. There's that. Yeah. Um, but, but McDonald's. How many times do you think we went to McDonald's as children? I only have Hardly two ever. memories of McDonald's I have one. I have until one. I was an adult. Yeah, I have one. Until I was buying my own McDonald's. Yeah. <laughs> and one was going to a... I went to a hospital, and so coming back... Fuck. Because it was, it was the first time I was actually put under for a procedure. And coming okay. back, I got McDonald's. And then... Um, I remember going once again getting an ice cream cone. Then I'm, not, yes. I'm sure we went more than that. But, like, that's all I remember. Then... Uh, the other memory is really also big. To, it was like a it was a church breakfast thing. Okay. Also to frame this in a, in a in a in a fully proper perspective, we lived in Buffalo, Egypt. We lived in Podunk, Hall. We lived in the middle of nowhere. When McDonald's opened in Knox, Indiana, you I don't know how old you were. I don't know if you, you should have been six, born. Five or six. But when it opened, the first day there was a fucking line around the block for that coffee yeah. in the morning. Like yep. it, there were more factors than just our. Our parents not being able to do it for us. It right. was also the fact that like it was a it was quite the commodity. What else do we have? I'm sorry, I'm gonna go down memory lane for a second. We have McDonald's. I remember before that though. I think we had A and W, didn't we? We had that that root beer spot. It was a, like a drive-in spot. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was A and W. Oh, there was an A and W. Yeah, it was A and W. I thought I thought it was A and W. Was an original one. Yeah. Eventually, we got Taco Bell. Uh, since I've been back, they got everything. I don't yeah. remember Taco yeah. Bell. Oh, I remember not. when Subway they have Taco came Bell in. now. Subway really? came Subway? in, and then there was Subway. Family. Was it, was it Family Dollar? Oh yeah, Family Dollar across and the street from the gas station where Subway was, and then other than that, Alco. I remember coming in because we ran their ads yeah, in the paper. But by the time we were, I mean, there was five five star <laughs> in the strip mall. But by the time we left, the only restaurants that were in town were Subway and McDonald's. When we left, there was one right on the outskirts of town, and I can't remember. Some family. It was a sit down restaurant, and I remember me and Daddy. Yeah, I know what it you're talking about. It was further down the road. Right, right. It but it was downtown. still... Oh, was it? It was closer to uh, where What's-Her-Face. North Judson? Uh, yes. Okay. But I remember going there, taking uh, John Cover there one morning. It's nothing against John. He's a good good guy. But we took John there one morning, and... Uh, <laughs> and this is how... Th- oh, this God, also speaks yes. to... This also speaks to, though, not just saying, like, cult and parents and not going out to eat. It's, it's all of us. It was a whole demographic where we lived. We couldn't afford that shit. And so... Excuse me, remember we took John out to breakfast and uh, the lady came over to him and asked him how he wanted his eggs. eggs. <laughs> she said, how do you want your eggs? And John just kind of dumbfounded and was like, uh, cooked. 
She's like, no, scrambled over easy. <laughs> like, what do you want? We're way off track now, but I wanted to take that little yeah, trek down memory lane. Um, so, so what we're getting at, though, is the way we were raised, the way the cult works, and the fact that these children we that we saw, these were... These were children who were still, they're still, I mean, they have no toddlers. They have no will of their own. Yeah, and here they are. To to Ray Young and his genes? Yeah. It is bad. I mean, it's just, it's horrible. The fact that that's okay is horrible. So why do do we go? And this is for me. I have had two or three people ask me via direct message and on Facebook posts, why did you go? My immediate answer is when I went on my way driving the few days before I knew why I wanted to go and that was I just want to see what the fuck's going on and when I got there I'm like why the fuck am I here I didn't know why I went and that's a god honest truth and I've responded to several people to tell them once I got there why did you go I thought I knew why I wanted to go when I got there I wasn't sure why I was there um what's your what would you say I wanted to go and I still want to go you want to go again? Yeah, fuck yeah. Jesus. Because, so <laughs> my plan was to set up across my. Mm. I'm so used to yeah, these events, yeah. but these events are usually much bigger, and it wasn't yeah. big enough for us for me to do what I wanted to do. I have been preparing for the last several weeks. Um, I have this, which I've never had before. This is Andy Hardy. It's show, really fucking Mike cool, and, and you you pulled a lot of strings to um, put that together. Yes, I did a lot of shit to get everything that I wanted. Um, I was here to do videography work period anyway so i had all of that equipment with i was like what i want to do is i want to set up across the street and i want to interview people and i had a whole list of interview questions um it was dark i did have a light so we still could have made it work but what happened is the crowd was too small there was only one person we'd have really been able to engage with and (laughs) he was very engaging oh he was extremely (laughs) engaging but we just weren't going to be able i wasn't going to be able to pull the content i wanted yeah. We weren't. They started out in one facility and then walked across an entire campus to another. We started in the. Video. We started so, in the dining hall and went to the auditorium. Logistically, not knowing when they were going to uh, disassemble and how long it was going to take for everyone to come to file out of that building, I I didn't feel that it was had had there been more than a hundred people, I'd have oh, no easily. problem setting up. Yeah, because it's like by the time anybody who's in charge gets wind of anything, I'd had four or five solid interviews. But and the I truth is, you weren't setting up to interview to be a dick or to no, interrogate. No, I was going to ask some legitimate... You just want content. I was going to ask some legitimate questions. Questions that to them would could have seemed promotionary or promotional, like promotional material. Promotionary is probably not a word. Um, it is now. Questions that, Missionary, seemed, promotionary. that seemed legitimate, like why did you go? You know, just really basic stuff. Uh, but that then actually once were shed in the light of reality... Had a much different, um, you know, like just uh, if yeah. you answered why from you the outside looking college, in, from the outside looking in, like those would be very enlightening because those are the things people want to know. People want to see. Um, We're curious. But they don't understand, you know, from a victim, so, someone who's been serially abused mm-hmm. by this organization. Why you go back? You know, if you've been, had a horrible time in high school and like your life has been hell because you've been basically starved to death and you've never had anything and then why would you then go on to serve in that return? or go to the college and then what i want to do is i want to show those people who don't understand why and a lot of times it's because like all your other options have been taken away or at least you feel that way and to be fair in my opinion and correct me if i'm wrong but i don't think i am your goal here is not to exploit anyone it's to help others see whether they're in the in the cult themselves 
whether they're on their way out, whether they have a friend or a family member who's on their way out, or whether they just want to gain knowledge about this crazy shit to spread that knowledge around. It's not to exploit people. It's to show people, look, this is what tr- this is the truth of it. The only people, this is what they really believe. The only people I'm 100% willing to exploit are the people who are in a position... Who are benefiting. Have, well, they either have the access to the knowledge mm-hmm. or they're completely aware of what a shit show it all is. Those are the people I'm happy to exploit. Those are sure. the people I'm happy to make look like shitholes because they are shitholes. Well, am I, correct me if I'm wrong. Those would also be the people that are benefiting from the underlings, from the people like us. A lot that, of people, but there are a lot of innocent missionaries. And, sure. Well, I don't know how many of them, but there are a lot of innocent people who benefit off other people. I, you know, last okay. time I tie, I gave money to a church, I was giving money to my dad's church because it was like, this is how my dad gets his paycheck. And then as I slipped that $25 or whatever it was in the offering plate, I'm like, Ooh, I could have just given it to dad. <laughs> I like that. That's the, you know that's the I mean? highlight here. It's yes. just like, yeah, yeah. Like, why does it have to go through that conduit? Yeah, and but he's not going to get that twenty five dollars. No, he's it's going to go to the his, building fund. Six hundred dollars a week yeah. or whatever he's getting paid. Sure, sure. It's a bunch of bullshit. Right. You know? If he needs money, give him the money. Mm-hmm. So, why we went? Andrew, Andrew had his reasons here with the uh, Andy Hardy show. Uh, my reason, like I said, when I got there, I didn't, I wasn't sure why, but I will tell you this. Uh, leading up to it, I, I had this. Not a yearning or a feeling like, oh, I want to go back there. Because I will tell you the truth right now. For the last week, not every night, but several nights, I've had hot... I... It was either last night or the night before. I had a Hiles Anderson nightmare. The, the nightmare... If you went to Hiles Anderson or a similar cult college that's unaccredited, most of you have had a nightmare where you're stuck on campus. I have never once had that nightmare until it was either the night before we went or it was last night. I think it was last night after we went that I finally had that nightmare. So, <laughs> dude, I'm not saying it benefited me. I used to me. have nightmares because, like, the college... You went to Grace Baptist College. Well, I worked at the college. You worked at Hiles Anderson I College. I worked at Hiles Anderson College. Yep. Even at the time I was there, I could not tell you that I can... I could tell you where every nook and cranny in that place is. Sure, yeah. Because that's... I mean, it's weird. It's a combo. Well, it's an old. Compila- it's, an, it's a compilation it's an, of many buildings. Well, it's an like, old monastery. Yeah, yeah. Right. Well, there's that. <laughs> that in and of itself is its own kind of maze, and then right. there are other things that they've built onto it, which make it confusing. And there are, there are probably at least fifteen rooms that have never been in in there. Damn. It's Some easily. haunting of Hill House shit. Yeah, well, I mean, but I mean, you're talking about a place that you've worked in, like there's yeah. a legitimate kind of purpose for everything. Sure. And, um, ideally, uh, but yeah, no, it, it is a little bit creepy. But no, I had those as a child. I would have those dreams that I could not find my way Damn. out because I've I've been lost in that building even as an adult. Yeah, no, I have been too. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was on work scholarship for a little bit, and, it gets, and we're not talking about a big like, building. We're not talking about no, something that's it's just intricate. High. No, yeah. it's just it's very just intricate. Very, very much designed so that somebody could take a nun in a particular place and do whatever he wanted. And right, nobody else to find out. Right, or take anyone. Anyway. Um, so why we went? I don't think the reason I went was because I missed anything. I honestly just wanted to see who would show up that was an alumni and who would show up that was staff. We've talked about a lot of staff on this podcast before. Um, we've talked about a lot of the issues and problems with Hiles Anderson College. 
excuse me, not not just the call in general. We have been pretty granular with Howells Anderson College staff. We've been granular with what um, what Howells Anderson College stands for, what it really means. Myself and John Warden have gone into great detail about um, how it affected us as as children and as adults, uh, young adults, I should say, and and, and as adults, and uh, the effect that it had on our lives. So I think part of the reason I went was curiosity. Um, what is it? What's the term? Morbid curiosity, I think, is an actual term. I don't know. Yeah. I, I quoted that somewhere today, but I think that is a big reason why I went. Is I there is a curiosity in me, like what's still going on? Are these people? I think a big part of why I went was I wanted to see: Are you guys still the same? And not. And, and what's funny is a lot of a lot of churches and pastors who are still IFB would say, "Well, when is Make sure you're sticking by the stuff and holding the standards and seeing that you're still the same. No, I want to see if you're still just as crazy as you were before. And it was 100% ratified while we were there. Yeah. So um, why we went, I wanted to see if you guys are still just as lit as you were when I was there. And then once I got there, I decided, I don't think I want to do this anymore. Yeah, you had a real change of heart in the parking lot. I sure did. Uh, and then once we sat down and we're and we're hanging out, there were there was one person there who had asked if we would come. And again, I, I keep his name out of the podcast, not to be um, insensitive, but just because he is a friend. I've been to his church quite a few times. He's been a good friend to me and and a, and a help absolutely. So I don't again I, I don't want to say anything negative or, or or get him sideways with anyone. But well, plus, I'm, Kirk Beard apparently has listened to that podcast. <laughs> He's also uh, Donald Trump. Yeah, I'm totally Donald Trump. Well, yeah, it's a dude. huge podcast. He's got to be too. So huge. far, Donald Trump's ass, he speaks with his own accent. <laughs> At uh, any rate, Donald Trump's asshole. I don't think that's. I, oh, anyway, it is Kurt Trump beard. <laughs> so we'll get into that. We definitely will. But my my reason why I went was curiosity first. Second, sex second. N- no sex. Crabs <laughs> no third. Sex. What? No. What did he get for two hundred dollars? I got you. All right, Charlie Sheen. Mm. So there, I was curious. I wanted to see: Are you guys? Is this still the same place that I went to, and not in a good way? And by the way, it definitely is still the same place. Just a lot less people enrolled there. Um, well, so, a lot of heavy rebranding. They've gone. So they've done. They've done hard work. Jack on Hiles. That. You know what? Here, one, Jack I gotta Hiles say. I gotta say. Sorry. Nailed. Time out. Time out. Really quick. Remember that, please. What's it. what's ironic to me is Jack Scopp's big thing is that he's from Michigan, okay? I'm and he, from Michigan. I'm from Michigan, the big house. There was rumors, which may be true or uncorroborated, I don't know, but that he built the new auditorium to mimic the big house, which is Michigan's University of Michigan's football stadium in Ann Arbor. There were rumors of that, and he's a big Michigan fan. In fact, I recall vividly, I wish I still had the picture. Fuck. When I left... First Baptist Church, not in a good, not in a bad way, in a good. Well, with Kevin, with Keith Kelly, it was bad because I never attended. I never worked. I worked on his bus route, but it was never there. Uh, and so he was pissed when I got the job to work in Michigan. Anyways, when I left, I remember giving gifting Jack Scop. I remember texting Ken Scop to find out what his dad's ball cap hat size was, and I gifted him a fitted Michigan football ball cap, which he was super stoked to have on a Sunday morning. The day. The, the Sunday before the week that I left. I know this is getting convoluted. What I think is hilarious is maize yellow and uh, navy blue are Michigan's colors. Those have 100... If you remember back in the day, it was like green and gold, I think, were Howells and Anderson's colors. Now, 
It's yellow and, and blue. They, yeah, he did that. It's one Michigan too. colors. Jack Scott put it in a place, and they have continued. And if you look at all the H logos, they're all very collegiate looking, mm-hmm. like actual legitimate colleges. Oh yeah, no, it's he just, started the college. It's funny to me that brand yeah, thing. it's funny to me that they've kept that man rebrand everything. Go to a different color. Go to they fucking red. See that's so that's a funny thing. And actually, this kind of ties into that. But mm. when I was up at Grace. I gave, so giving ties, like if you're not familiar with this whole culture, we all yeah. wore suits and ties all the time. Yep. Giving ties was yep. just a thing. Like giving someone a tie was like a cup of coffee. Yeah. Just, you could just do it. It was very. Um... I gave one of my ties to, to fucking John Jenkins. It was a nice, <laughs> it was a nice tie. Yep. I remember James Miller gave me a tie. Back, I still went, have that tie James Miller really? gave me. Went, it's a Christian Dior tie actually. Oh, wow. Not, so, it doesn't look nice, but it's Dior. So it is. Well, well there's a lot of ugly Christian <laughs> Um, so we went, I went back to the dorms and telling the guys, Hey, you know, he said nice tie. So I just took it off and gave it to him and rest in peace, James Miller. Sorry. Go ahead. And so look, all these guys, Oh, I gave him a tie. He never wore, he's never going to wear a tie. (laughs) The very next day he shows up wearing my tie. Jenkins. Yes. Holy shit. It was a nice tie. Yeah. Of course it was. I have taste. You have good clothes. Yeah. 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 I have fucking taste people. So, and that was which is rare. Yes. (laughs) For us. For for people it's always just like, yeah, see, he's he's wearing my tie because I have taste. But I say that to say these people are so out of touch with stuff. Yeah. They don't even think about him putting those colors in place. To them, I mean, clearly they don't. Otherwise, they would have switched the shit up. So, do you remember how many buttons were on uh, Pastor Wilkinson's jacket last night? Three. Yes, he's wearing three buttons, but they were low, Mm -hmm. and his sleeves weren't done right. I didn't notice that. You, you would notice. They just I would weren't. Notice. They weren't. They, someone had just folded them up and oh. done like a hem stitch. And then, What's the significance of three buttons? I mean, that's, that's not really old. the style anymore. It's yeah, he it's likes two buttons three buttons. Now. I've put. I've done some work for on three button coats for him. Um, in fact, any any coat you see him wearing that has a single or a double vent and has three buttons, I put you the did vent it. in it. <laughs> Because I'm like, look, you that's need hilarious. something that just looks that doesn't look really really old. Right. Okay. So, um, but. We walked in, or you so, want these are more for you to say. No, yeah, no, no. I'm still going to. Go. I have. When I was there, I said, uh, "Who was I was talking? I was working with Keith and some of the other people." I'm like, "Fuck!" I you. need to sit down and have a conversation with him about what he's what he's wearing because <laughs> it's shit. Yeah, and Keith has actually always so, been very well dressed. I'll say that. Keith comes not a back. Fan, Keith comes but, back to me the next week. Or no, we are sitting having. They have these famous family dinners at the Kellings. We're sitting there and I'm sitting next to him eating watermelon and he's like, so <laughs> of course you are. he's like, I, I he's... talked to him about it and he thinks that fa- fashion and style are synonymous. And that was the end of that entire, all of it. <laughs> so these are the people, like they're not going to correlate the That's fact amazing. that maize and blue have anything to do with no, Jack Scott. No, they're, like, they're just not. not gonna. They're not, but I just wanted to pull that out and just be kind of like, guys, what the fuck? Like, haha! It's a, it's a haha moment for me to see even the signs. Mm-hmm. Uh, not, not any of you need to or should follow me on Instagram, but if you do, you notice that I posted the sign, the alumni sign, which was not an official sign at all. It was just wow, marker. Just, yeah, yeah. It was done with Jack a marker. Jack Scott would have lost his shit if he. <laughs> yeah. Well, this absolutely. I to say, I want, yeah, can go, I ahead. go back. To go this? ahead. Go ahead. Jack Hiles, I mean, to use the term, what is rolling in his grave? Yeah. Because Wilkerson gets up and preaches in his pulpit every Sunday because he has everything. He is. I can literally Google and and I could I could uh, I could goddamn I could just point my finger 
at, at whatever Google spreadsheet came up, if I Googled Jack Heil's sermon or just typed that into YouTube, mm-hmm. and one of those or all, anything that pops up, you're going to hear him preach against people like John Wilkerson because John Wilkerson Why? does not preach. John Wilkerson does not raise his voice. Because of the, the lack John, of theatrics is what you're saying? Well, if you want to call it that, or they would, would say pathos. Yeah. <laughs> theatrics, thigh. yeah. But John Wilkerson, and that's the big thing with that's John true, Wilkerson with me, and I... As much he doesn't get spirited. John Morrison, I don't think has ever done anything wrong to wrong my family. Other than I don't think he's in a. I don't think he. First of all, he doesn't have the power. Right. It's people. It's it's it's. Mama should have written that the, letter to Eddie Lapina. Agreed. Yeah. No. 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 <laughs> Eddie. That's, Eddie. That's let me, let's, let's just say again. The we're getting close to being too granular, but if but Eddie Lapina runs that shit. Like you can say what you want. You can come at me. You can be however you want to be. You can't tell me Eddie, Eddie Lapina does not run First Baptist Church Hammond and House Anderson. He runs it all. Absolutely, I agree, hundred um, percent. But anyway, to yeah, John Wilkerson. The biggest thing with John Wilkerson that draws me in is he's he preaches just like my dad. He really does. He's a, he's a teacher. <laughs> he has a master's. But let's, according let's, to him, he has a master's in let's back in this education on, on shit. Which is, which is good, but let's back it up. We're not. Comp- I would not compare him to my dad. I would put my dad eons no, ahead of him. No, as far as like I'm talking, just like the way but just that the he way talks he sounds. Yes, I understand. I just want to dis- distinguish that from the pulpit. Yeah, sure. Jack Kyle screamed and yelled and called mm-hmm. people names, and so and, did Jack Scott. I mean, he acted like Donald Trump. And, Absolutely. And John Wilkerson is nothing of either of those two men. Unassuming very, is the best word. Very I can much think of for, for him. a good reason, and that's because they are rebranding, and because yep. it's 2019, and you can't call you can't scream at the top of your lungs and be red in the face. You can't and call, call people faggots from the pulpit. Right, you can't call and women whores because they stand you, up and walk out of your you service. Not when you want to have twenty thousand people show up no, on a Sunday. No, it's not going to work in this day. You got to act like Joel Olstein, and and they real. What I don't think John Wilkerson is at a. I think either he's so aware he he's right there, or he has no idea. He's just who he is. Yep, but he's just existing. Eddie Lapina absolutely knows these things oh, yeah. are a fact. Oh, 100%. So, we covered why we went. Now we're going to cover what happened. I know we've, we've gotten off in the weeds. We've given personal, and I have given I personal anecdotes. Um, yeah, now you do. Um, <laughs> but now we're going to get into how, how things transpired while we were inside of the alumni meeting, which many, many people were surprised that I actually went to. So we walked in, and I, I wish, I shouldn't say I wish, I don't have all the names in front of me, but the the host was Kirk Beard at, I believe it is Crossroads Church yes. in Hemet, California, which is not far from me, which is... Crossroads Church. <laughs> Definitely not. Um, which is the whole reason why we went, because uh, it was close. I would not fly to this thing unless someone wants to fly me to one, I'll, I'll go, because I was... For the most part, it was very well received. Oh, <laughs> Strangely, yeah. no, that's um, exactly what I thought. When we got in there, though, it was it was funny, and I want you to talk about the fellow that you talked to, which I believe is Mister Froki. Um, yes, I could be saying that. And wrong. actually, I'm pretty sure I remember him from the college. Gotcha. When we got, excuse me, when we got there though. Oh, we aren't wearing our name tags. Where did I put mine? Hang on, I'm coming Mine's right in back. My coat pocket. Okay, let me see if I can find mine really quick. I thought I saw it. There's one right in the here. back of the car. Or, hi, I'm Andy Hardy. Hey, don't this want to show some of the bitch. Andy Hardy. <laughs> God damn it. Go. Oh, here we go, here we go, here we go. Okay, he's got, get mine out of my coat. Is your in your coat? Yours it's in, your in coat. my coat, yeah. 
don't cut any of this shit out either. People like the real nitty gritty. No, stuff. you're just pumping your shit. <laughs> I'm not. It may be in my breast pocket. Ooh, breasts. Fondle my breasts. Here you go. Yeah, fuck me, bitch. <laughs> All right, Rick. <laughs> I was gonna go get oversized shirts and ugly toys. You may, yeah, you were supposed wear. to get that for us today. Oh my God, All right, so these are our. Yeah, this is so Catholic. These are our alumni, Hiles Anderson alumni and friends fellow fellowships. Read so they're called. and weep, weep, motherfucker, bitches. So I'm gonna ruin my shirt by putting this thing in here. It's You're wearing too... a fucking t-shirt. I know. Idiot. Wow. Thanks, Dwight. I'm wearing a linen. Oh my one. god! I don't give a. This is fuck. a 100% Kohl's shirt. Kohl's? Yeah. So it's totally disposable. So it's cheap as fuck. All right. So it was mine. Not Kohl's, but cheap as fuck. All right. So we went, and as we're filling out these name tags. Andy here says, Stuart, mine says. I wanted to say, I should have put here. <laughs> That's what I wanted to put so bad, but I was like, once we got there, it was kind of like the pressure something. was on. Yeah. yeah. So we're filling them out, and Mrs. Froelke, I believe it was, mm-hmm. was very inquisitive as to who we were. Like, oh, what's your name? I'm, I'm, I'm writing it down right now. Like, you could look at my tag. Sharon Stone. Do you remember me <laughs> look, from Basic bitch. Instinct? Let me when spread I, my me... legs. <laughs> Let me refresh your memory. So, did you really? No. So, I wish. Uh, so, we're filling this out, but she isn't being like, oh, how are you? How far was it? Kind of thing. Like, just strangely, everyone there, everyone oh, yeah. that didn't know us, well, no, was they strangely. Knew us. She didn't. She didn't know who we I don't think so. And, and eventually they knew who we were, and we'll get to that. I have an ego, but I'm pretty sure. She <laughs> who we were. So, she would just, again, very, very weird questions. Just like, like, who are you? Who asks you that? Who are you? I've never been to anywhere well, ever. We're the only two people not wearing suits and ties. Nevertheless, fuck that. Don't ask me who are you. It's I'm writing it down on my name tag. Will you please read it? So, anyways, it was just very. It was very strange and awkward. Sweaty. Sweaty. <laughs> swifty. So no, sweaty, balls. sweaty balls. Yeah. So we we got there and uh, we're filling out our name tags. Very very awkward. Um, in fact, every interaction we have with everyone that I didn't previously know was very awkward. So our, our friend is sitting over in the corner, and we go sit behind him. Now and I've got to talk them through walking across navigation. the room. Okay. Uh, well, uh, Wilkerson walk... locked eyes with me. And oh, like, really? Okay. I don't know if it, it was one of two things, because I, in my heart, genuinely believe that he is aware of everything. I believe, I yeah. know that they have leverage on him, and I, be- I believe... They is who? Of, Oh, Eddie Lapina. And I'm first bad sure somebody there, I don't know if there's someone over Eddie Lapina, but he has cohorts. Oh, absolutely. He hasn't but, been in Northwest Indiana for his whole right. life to so, not have underlings and He cohorts. has people. Sure. Those people I believe that John Morgerson is completely aware of exactly why he's there and what he's there to do. And why he's stuck I there. Believe, I believe that. Yes, okay. I believe that. I believe he's come, he's come to terms with all of it and he understands it. So as you're but walking across. As I'm walking across, he locks eyes with me. He does this. <laughs> and it's one of two. It could have been like, oh, holy fuck, he's here. Right. Or it could legitimately have it's it would the homie have been. Andy. Yes. Because <laughs> I would I would have expected one of my best friends to, to act the exactly the same way. If God. he wasn't expecting to see Excuse me. Excuse me. And I... And you'll hear me. I don't want to be overly defensive, and it's not part of it. Is there's a program part of me to completely to defend authority? Yeah. No. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I have to override that and think about that and consider it. But at the same time, I spent a decent amount of time, probably more time than anybody else involved in the church at the time, was spending with John Wilkerson. Yeah. And I think that we forged. I would like to say I think we forged some kind of a bond. I would hope so. Maybe we didn't. 
and yeah. maybe all he would want to do because I could be very useful. Either of us would be useful. Absolutely, yeah. They would love to reconvert either our, of us. Our skill set would be highly useful. Well, it's to not them. just that, but it's like if we hey, we're drinking well, whiskey, we're, great, and we're, we're doing a great drugs testimony and, for them. Oh, yeah. yeah, and then if we come to back to return and love, be the prodigal right. son, would be great for them. They'd love, love it. Shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then on top of that, we're not useless assholes, <laughs> which is all we are to <laughs> we them have, right now. Right, we we're more slides. than useless right now, actually. <laughs> So you're walking across, well, you lock eyes with John Wilkerson. There's he kind of jumps, there. and I'm just, just like, I almost wanted to go over and say hi to him. I think yeah. I probably should have. I did not want to deal with the asshole sitting at his table. Bad, oh. But later, <laughs> we were sitting there about yeah. five minutes, and he he hopped up and well, let's, came let's, over. Yeah, let's continue with the timeline. Yeah. So we walked in, we sat down, and again, this is not to say anything against my friend who we sat near and I'm gonna there are names that we will be talking about but his is not one of them and it is not to shame him it's just I think it's best so we sat down near him and I'm telling you the table he was sitting at got completely dead quiet like as soon as we sat down shoot like that moment you know when you're when you're at work and there's some coworkers talking and you walk past them and they don't they won't fucking say shit because they're talking about you. We I'm not saying like, they weren't talking about us when we walked in. But sound like say, Christians right now. They were swearing <laughs> and then we walked by and you know what? Nobody would say because we Lord. knew that God and I am holy. My no, Bible. Fuck that. We're not saying that at all. What we're saying is you could cut. You could cut through it with a knife, the tension that was in the air in that moment when we sat there. These guys. Um, mostly because a lot of them are from Faith Baptist Church in Wildemar, California. Uh, and so, at any rate, we, we sat down and we just kind of hung out. And my friend talked to us and made conversation. It was very kind, very uh, genteel. And, and, and we had at least three. If, you, if there's more than three, tell me. We had at least three people... Come to us and tell us you have to go get... And there was food there oh, as well. I would you have say, to go get something to eat. I don't know if it's more than three, but we sat through at least a dozen a dozen, a dozen attempts. Dozen attempts, yeah. I can't remember because there was a fat kind of Mexican looking guy. There was a fat white mm-hmm, guy. Mm-hmm. I think we had a woman at least come up to us. Like it was His wife came, I just was, wife came up I to us. I was really not paying attention. It was it just... just was like, it was, here's what was weird to me. And again, we're I'm overanalyzing this, and someone will see this and get pissed, and I get it. Yeah, but what <laughs> what was crazy, what was just strange to me is now finally we are the outside looking in, and we've always been the inside, not looking out at all. Just this is our well, reality. We, this, this is how is it goes. This is stuff we did to visitors, right? Again. Absolutely, we did it ourselves. Yeah, absolutely, we did it ourselves. Like, hey, why don't you so, go eat? We we got lots of food. Do you I not remember like our bringing food? a guy to church at Faith Baptist, and we were having some kind of weird. Con- you know, you have those. The bus competition things that are always weird and gross and nasty. They were doing that in our Sunday school class, and it was like the grossest smelling cheese, whoever could smell it. So it was, um, what's what's that cheese? I can't remember. Not Fermunda, that's fake. Like the real, um, whatever it is, the re- there's real gross smelling cheese. And we brought this guy to church oh, the first um, Sunday. The, it's, um, See, it's right there on the tip of your tongue. Mine too. The first Sunday we brought this guy to church, we stuck that fucking cheese in his face and told him to smell it. And he never came back, and we couldn't figure out why. Why? <laughs> it was stupid. Anyways, that's a whole side note. First but, guy I read six with, I gave crabs, and I don't know why he never he came back. Talk to me anymore. <laughs> but all I'm getting at is these people, and it's not, we're not trying to be mean. They came to us and offered us food. For which we're grateful, and we, and we said, "Hey, we ate and before we came, which we did like ten hours before we went." I have and eaten so much food with boob sweat 
and fat roll grease. Like, okay. I'm done with it. I'm over it. If no I don't more know casserole where it came for from, you. Who cooked it? I'm done with it. Yeah, if I'm at Chipotle and I can't see them cooking it, I'm good. So, but but it is funny because reading back through, and I let Josh borrow it. I don't have it with me. Our tour handbook. There's a term Jack Scott coined, and it's something in regards to being like aggressively kind or aggressively uh, 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 generous or something like that. Just you will always change your listen, tire. God listen, damn it, I'm gonna beat you listen aggressively was a term he used. It makes no sense to me. Listen so, aggressively. But listen. these people were from the era when Jack Scott was in power, and they were absolutely using the principles of, hey, you need, man, did you get something to eat yet? We're you're like, gonna, you're and, gonna wish you had eaten at ten o'clock tonight. As, no, I'm not, because I actually have food in my house, unlike you, because you're poor and you don't have money. Either Let that, or that I'll be asleep. So, because I'm old, because I right? drink whiskey and you don't, because right. you're broke and you don't have money for whiskey. <laughs> exactly. So, or maybe they do and they're just hiding it. Oh. Good for them. But the thing is, we get it. Like as a cordial thing, and I don't, as a look, kind I'm thing, not like I'm rich. I'm like no, no. They don't have money to meet basic needs, uh, yeah. dude. Do you not? Did you not ever go to a, a potluck where it was like, "This is my the best meal I'm going to have this week," and I probably I'm going to try and take. Oh some yeah, home. all the time, all the oh, time, yeah. all the time. Exactly, every single time. Well, you know, but now that sheds a lot of new perspective on. Even though I just mm-hmm. brought that up, it sheds yeah. perspective on the fact that You're food fucked. is not a problem for us. We've gone out no. to eat like literally every. Every day I've been, you've been here, yeah. Gone out to eat once or twice, yep. which is horrible. Don't do it. It's terrible. We're just oh, look at my gut. Yeah, absolutely. But we're not rich, but we no, can but we do can still that figure that out because we're not happen. giving all of our goddamn money to the church. Right, ten percent is not going to shit. So, well, anyways, it's a lot more than ten percent. <laughs> so much more than ten percent. The point that we're making is, it's it's one thing to say, "Hey, man, did you get something to eat?" No. Okay, cool, man. If you want something to eat, there's food. And actually, I think the Mexican fellow, that was it for him. He was good. But the pastor of the church, I didn't recognize him right off, but the pastor, holy fuck, that guy would not let up. Like, we got to a point where me and him had a back and forth. Oh, no. He would have been ready to put on boxing gloves. Yeah, we had a fucking eat, bitch. A a a 10 comment back and forth exchange of. Hey, you know, I'm good. I had something that you can Oh, but you're going to be sorry. What you said right now. Like at yeah, 10 you're going to be sorry. You're going to be sorry at 10 o'clock. I'm like, and I said, no, I'm not. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. We legit, like fucking kindergartners, went back and forth five times each saying, no, I'm not. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. And eventually I said, I just smile like, mm, okay. It's like, see, yes, you are. I was like, holy fuck, man. I want to deck you so hard right now. Like, I was, I was willing is this like, shit? to... Get out of that. I was willing to go make a plate of food and then mm-hmm. just leave it on the table. No, man. Like, see, okay. That or one of my favorite things would be like, you get a plate of food. What I hate. Oh, my God. You know, the worst thing is when you get a plate of food, there's always that one person who's like got eyebrow fungus, like eyebrow dance or whatever. they're always working through no, the food. No, well, nope. that or, or what happens is you get something, you see something and it looks really appetizing yeah. and you get it. You get over to your table before you can take a bite of it. Somebody's like, "Oh yeah, I made that." Bethann made that, <laughs> and it's like, "Oh fuck, no!" And like you based your entire night on this dish, and it's like, "Oh god, now you're fucked." Yeah, so you either eat it, and you so, put more of that than anything else. Yeah, on. You, if you don't eat it, it's gonna look conspicuous. If you do, you're gonna die of dandruff poisoning. Right. But here's here's what we're getting at, and I know this probably to some of you. Sounds like a lot of silliness. And some of you, this is absolutely registering with you, and I get that on both counts. What I what we're getting at is there is a power struggle going on. 
It's you one eat thing. My food, bitch. Exactly. I will not eat your food. Can bitch. I? Can I just come in and sit down and hang out, or do I have to do what you're telling Dude, me? Dude, the Bible is really specific about who you can, who to eat food. You know what? They wanted us to vomit. Is that what it was? Because, well, actually, it's the other way around. If you eat the food of him who hath an evil eye, uh, yeah. you shall vomit mm-hmm, it up, mm-hmm, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. But the point... But the point actually, that, no, that would have just proved them guilty of eating their food and vomiting. The point I'm trying to get at is you, we couldn't just go in there and sit down and enjoy anything. There was a force, like, we made this food, you have to eat it. The point I'm trying to make here is that there is a always a power struggle within that cult on every single we aren't remotely involved we aren't any as far as the cult is concerned as far as servants and leaders and all that is concerned we're no one yet you have to impose your will on us why is that that's ridiculous man just tell me hey there's food up there you want to get some hey man yeah i'll get some later okay cool see you that is a normal interaction yes or no Yes, yeah. the answer is yes. Yeah, except I don't tell anybody <laughs> and, in a day and, to go get food, especially and, if I like the food. An abnormal interaction is, hey, did you get some food? No, we'll get some later. Okay, cool, see you later. And then literally five minutes later, because the guy came back twice. Hey, well, but, not hey you guys no, didn't need any food. Twice. At hey, least twice, you right? You didn't need any food. Because we ate before we you came. You don't have food. I don't understand. We just tried to have a normal... What are you, like the, some kind of aliens that don't eat food? I don't the get The point it. I'm trying to get you at just is... just like, sit here and not eat. I can't fuck believe up. that you're not eating. There's food. Oh, my God. I'm going to have to go eat it. I'm so... Oh my well, God. he's not saying the exact same words. It's a very similar interaction. The point is, we couldn't have a normal conversation of... I'm hey, sorry. You don't you want to eat some food, man? Exactly. Come on. Hey... Is it okay? Is it okay? It's my church. Their food. They worked hard. <laughs> These women sweat. They slave. Their they boobs sweat the over this. Who don't have boobs? They their boobs are gone because of the sweat. The ones who have big boobs, their boobs are bigger because of the sweat. Look, you don't even understand. I've had sex with all these women. Sexist, and they made all the okay. food. Jesus so, Christ. <laughs> The point we're trying to make is so you can eat your food. We couldn't have a normal conversation with this guy if we wanted to. Are you kidding me? You go eat that food, goddammit. (laughs) That's pretty close to it, though. That last one was actually actually on on the money. So the point we're trying to make is we sit down. We're not. Let me say this, and I said this in a conversation. There's ice cream over there. Oh my fucking god! And there's bread pudding, and you got. He did say bread pudding. (laughs) The point we're trying to that I want to get at is we didn't come in with this swagger. I didn't come in with a Not Your Mother's Podcast shirt on. You didn't come in with a Fuck Jesus shirt on. But but that's what I'm saying, though. We didn't come in all crazy. We just came in, sat down, were very unassuming, weren't being anything except not what everyone else was being. We weren't wearing ties. You weren't wearing a skirt because you're a woman. I was wearing a suit jacket, so I got less shit. (laughs) You did wear That's true. You did wear a suit jacket. But all the guys that were wearing shirts and ties, nothing against them. That's fine. Most of the guys, if they weren't wearing a tie, they were wearing a suit. I could wear bikini underwear and look better than anybody in that room. (laughs) That's true. And I don't have a good body. Yeah. Like, their clothes just look terrible. (laughs) All right, Rick Sanchez. No, The the longer this podcast goes, the more Rick Sanchez he gets, (laughs) and the sooner we're going to have to cut this shit off. No. But no, no, we're we're not going to. Jeez, Rick, I can be Marty. (laughs) Okay, that's see that much more docile so what what i'm trying to get at is we just couldn't have a normal conversation with this guy and we were trying to i was trying to have a normal jovial conversation and it just wasn't happening why because i wasn't doing what he told me i had to do and that's a huge problem for them it's a huge problem okay so there we are we're sitting there we keep getting off our food we keep turning it down to be honest my stomach was churning so much that I, I just couldn't. There was no way I could eat anything. See, um, I could have eaten all. I could have eaten it until I found a hair. 
Yeah, Jim probably. probably would have had. You, you and On the first and a half bite. So, so we sit there. We do our thing. We're being unassuming. We're still getting us. This guy's still coming at us. And I remember. I, I'm trying to remember the timeline correctly. And I think the last time he came at us, it was really, really hard. Did you because he started. I did. Oh, were you asking me? Yes. Yes, I did. You son of a bitch. (laughs) I didn't graduate and I put my name on How dare you. And they think I fucking graduated this shit. (laughs) No, it says and friends. You're good. (laughs) So Kirk (laughs) Beard. You're going to break your Cole's shirt. (laughs) You fucked up your your name tag. (laughs) He's too drunk. Kirk Beard came over to us and, and started, not for lack of a better word, absolute truth, verbally assaulting us. More like me specifically, and said he asked me. I think he asked us what our names were. We at this at, at this point where we're at in the evening is we're sitting here very much minding our own business, very much chill, not causing a scene, just relaxing, filling out the trivia questions. And Kirk Beard comes over and starts, you know, trying to get a little more information on us because either number one, no, not not either, not nothing. Someone told him who I was, and someone told him about the podcast. Right, because he wouldn't be asking me this. He would have asked me this from the get-go when he offered us food and we refused. So he comes over and starts asking us our names and where we live and everything, which is fine. I'm not, I don't have a problem giving that information up. And then, you know how, and I've said this a couple times to people already uh, the last couple of days, you know how when someone's asking you a question and they already know the answer, they just want to see what you're going to say? That's what Kirk starts doing to me. Like, don't you have a, uh, a, 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 a podcast? I'm like, oh, yeah, I have a podcast. Yeah, and uh, don't you don't you hate Baptists? I'm like, mm, no, my dad's a Baptist pastor. Well, well, I thought you, and then my friend, and I know there's more of the conversation than that, but I can't recall it all. But my friend steps in and says, "I have it. I have the audio." Oh, you do? Do you have the audio from that? Some of it. Yeah. Oh man. So my friend steps in and says, "Hey," and my friend, who's an independent fundamental Baptist pastor, says, "Hey, he comes to my church. It's he's cool. It's cool." But he's like, yeah, but, and, and his response to that was, yeah, but they didn't eat any of the food. I was offering them the food, and they wouldn't eat it. Like, what, what is, what bearing does that have on anything? Please help me understand that. I, I don't get that. You have to eat their food, bitch. <laughs> At any rate, it, it has, was very, very strange to me. It that has he, the stupid medicine in it that makes all your wordy words go bye-bye. The wordy words. <laughs> but it just, to me, it was so abstract because... In the real world, any party or meeting or event I was attending, the host... Don't cut that shit out, man. It's good. (laughs) The host is not going to come up to me and verbally assault me and end up having to have someone else step in for me to say, hey, it's okay, back off, just because I have a viewpoint that differs from his. That's not real life. just because he heard. Right. He doesn't even know it. He He heard it. So, again... These people don't live in real life. That's this not a thing for them. This guy is too poor to be on Facebook. <laughs> uh, no, no, he has he has Facebook. He has a oh, joint no, account with his wife. Fuck yeah, let me no, fuck that no, shit up. we're not doing that right oh. now. All right, so timeline, 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 timeline. So the next thing that happens is, I think the next thing, or maybe right before that, John Wilkerson actually, Wilkerson actually came over to you. He came over before that whole interaction. Oh, did he? Okay, so John came over to you, like yeah, he just like, he completely you. ignored you. Oh, did he? <laughs> Well, you're no, special, he just aren't scooted you? out of his thing. He came, squeezed him, his, himself over. Brother Hardy, it's good to see you. And I'm like, you know, and like that's the thing. Like even doing his voice, I'm like, God, I yeah. Can't miss it. I spent, dude, it's just hours upon weird. hours. The shit, the time that yeah. I spent with him is so weird. The time I spent with him was weird. The fact that I spent that much time with him, and then I always remember thinking like I was spending time with him. He's like, 
Oh yeah, Brother Hardy. Scuffed my shoe, helped my son load the lawnmower into the car this morning, so he'd go do blah blah blah. I've got to polish these shoes, and I'm just like, what else are you doing with your life, man? Because I mean, I always <laughs> thought like, like you've got to be doing a lot of stuff. Yeah. You have to be doing all this shit. And then the more time I spent with him, the more I realized like, I mean, he did meetings and counseling. Sure, and sure. But I mean, he just he really didn't do all that much. And I, that, no, was a, that was that was the time sure. when it began to sink in that it's like somebody else's. This is a. Uh, fucking juggernaut, and somebody else is running this sh- shit. Yeah, that makes sense. He's just he's just the the mouthpiece, basically. Yeah, he ain't doing like yeah. he's aware of whatever he needs to be. He has doing. to be, yeah. So so, shit. but I just want to point that out that John actually made a made a point to come over and say hello to Andrew, which I thought was interesting. And yeah, then, they're talking the pastor of a mega church, like <laughs> as like this guy tailored a couple suits for me. I'm gonna be like hi. Like, I mean, but I mean, like it's just per- no, perspective. It's super weird, and I haven't seen him in years and years yeah. and years. I highly doubt he's seen any of my content. And if Let's he, hope not. if he ha- well, if he, has, <laughs> if he has, which he may have, then he's just completely aware of his situation and doesn't give a fuck. And I don't have a following to be any kind of an intimidation. To I feel you. So he came over, and then I don't think he came to me. But but Dave Douglas, who is the president of the college now, uh, started coming over towards our general area. And Dave actually had a heart attack um, about a year ago. Not then. Uh, he had a <laughs> not when he saw me. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, but Dave well, that came. That would have been not an unexpected reaction. No, but Dave was coming our direction, and I, I jumped. I to be to be honest, I jumped up and went right to him, shook his hand, and said. Hey man, I'm I'm glad. And and here's one thing I know bug these guys because I did this to two or three guys there that night. I don't do the brother or the doctor thing. I just call you by your first name like another fucking human being. And I called him Dave, which he didn't react to, but he couldn't have loved it. And I said, um, I just told him, I said, Hey Dave, I'm glad to see you're in good health. Like honestly, and and I told him that. Excuse me, I said I really mean that from the bottom of my you heart. You know what? They may have on the outside reacted in an unfavorable way but realistically tell me when would you not have been happy for someone just to call you Stuart yeah that's true that's true they probably liked it yeah because it gave him a sense of normalcy after all these years yeah, so well, brother I'm and a, doctor a well everybody's brother yeah. something yeah exactly yeah exactly no so one's not brother something you're actually kind of special if they right. just call you by your name exactly but I did and I'm not trying to say I'm cool or special for that and maybe I should have called him out on some bullshit I don't know but in the moment I saw him and to be honest I saw another human being that had recently gone through an incredibly intense health scare and I thought man I'm glad another human being is alive that's all I could think in that moment and so I walked walked up to Dave and some of you may be mad at me for that and I don't blame you I totally get that but I just walked up to him and said hey man I'm, I'm glad to see that you know you're doing well I'm glad that you're in good health I remember his son. From, I went to college with his son. I remember his son. And uh, what's funny about Dave Douglas, who is now the president of Hiles Anderson College, this is not a claim to fame. It's just ironic is he was roommates with our dad <laughs> in college. And they were both division leaders in different divisions in the bus ministry at Hiles Anderson. And Dave said, he said to me a couple times, and I, I, I want to like Dave. I'm not going to lie to you. In this moment, as I'm talking about him, I want to like him. Because he told me, he said, man, I've got some stories about your dad. Like... We were roommates, and I don't know if I should tell him. Like, you know, Man, tell him. I tell got him. it really clear. He wouldn't say it. And part of uh, it might have been because I was recording, and I don't yeah. know if he was on to the fact that I was recording everything. But I'm sure they expected that from us. But he said, I'm not sure I should tell you this. And my first thought was what? That you and my dad... Like, you guys masturbated in college, that you were human beings, that you (laughs) were something that wasn't just this godly essence of perfection. Mm -hmm. And that's the problem. He didn't want to tell us, like, 
he even it it was a hard hit for him to be yeah. like, yeah, I slept on the top bunk and your dad slept on the bottom bunk, and, and that was it. And it's it yeah, he wouldn't tell us anything else, and it's like, dude, you're human, right? Let's let's tell our stories. Why why can't we tell our stories? And we lost we lost so much of our own family's legacy. Mm-hmm. Anybody who was involved in the church because. Mm-hmm. We know we'll never actually know the real stories because whether they're forgotten to time or the person just refuses to tell, we'll never hear it's those stories. It's not happening. Yeah, exactly. That's a good point. But at any rate, I just wanted to make that point that, that Dave was kind of in our general area as far as we were just sitting in a dining hall with a bunch of tables and he ended up over by us and we went to have just had a quick talk with him and um, spoke spoke to him about a, one of the bus drivers I had when I was working in Division 14 in Chicago, and he he can not confirm for me, but he told me that the guy had actually passed away, and uh, it was just it was a good conversation. And uh, honestly, of all the conversations I had the night uh, that night, aside from the one I had with my friend, like it was a good conversation I had with Dave Douglas. And again, well, it was an actual conversation. It wasn't, but a uh, but. Um, did you say it was? It was. It was. It was. Yeah, no, it, it was actual. Yeah, there was actually something. Most. It of the wasn't convers- just go eat my food. Yeah, most of the conversations were would have <laughs> yeah. been this because yep. that's all it was about. Was like. Anyway, yes, but yes. I have 300 no, people. No, but it was a... Do you know what? Somebody walked up on the street was, the other day and they said, you must know God. <laughs> Your ass stinks bad. And I was like, I haven't showered for three days because I've been praying. the Lord. Ah, you know, and it was a real ass fucking happening. conversation yeah. I had with Dave Douglas. And it, was, it wasn't a breath of fresh air, but I'm glad it happened. I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it on that pedestal. All right, so we left... Fresher, the brother um, fresher, so we left the dining hall, for lack of a better word, and we headed over to the auditorium. We walked behind uh, 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 Mike Valdez and Dave and Tina Douglas and Adam Marujo and his wife. I don't know their names, and these are not. I'm not mentioning names. I'm just telling you who Name was there. Name dropping. So we got there. Uh, there was actually a member of. I remember. There was a member of, there were several people from Faith Baptist Church there that night from Bruce Goddard's Church. Faith and Baptist Church. <laughs> and My I faith talked to is them. only Baptist. The I can't have up. any other faith. It's only Baptist faith. That should be their motto, though. Um, but as I was talking to them, I was telling them, because they went to school with my parents. Again, someone else that went to school with our parents at House Anderson. It's true. And as I'm talking to them, I, I was just telling them, like, man, I... They keep their students there for, like, 10 or 15 years. <laughs> Literally, everyone's gone to school with, with my everyone. parents. Yeah. But... And I, they do that because of money. Yeah, absolutely. They're post-grad In the area is the whole bullshit. thing. So, we're... I was talking to this person, and I told them, like, man, my parents heard about what's going on at Bruce Goddard's, because there's a lot going on in, in recent days. And, and if you're, if you're like, Dana or uh, Richin? Rich, mm-hmm. Zayna. Zayna Richin? You can go there forever if you can't find someone to marry. <laughs> exactly. It's a, such a bonus. But I told them, this How person that was... How much money do you think they made off of her? A shitload. This person that was still working at Faith Baptist, I told them, like, man, my parents heard about what's going on, and, you know, they, they want to... They just they want to make sure, okay, everything's fine, and this person was very... Just, just very uh, uh, deflecting things and misdirecting things. I was like, man, just... Just be real. Like, can I just have a real conversation with you about the fact that you're in a tough spot right now and people that you knew from your young adult years actually care and give a fuck about you, unlike your current pastor and want the best for you and just want to reach out and say, hey, we hope you're well and if there's something we can do for you, let us know. No, that's not allowed. 
because me and you and the and we're the conduit for our parents. We're not in the fold. We're not a part of the cool kids. Oh hey buddy, hey pal. I hope you're doing good. That's all I could get from this guy. Like that was it. Instead of oh oh shit, like things I are am tough. So drunk, I'm really lost right now. I know you are. But anyways, we're not, I'm not gonna. I'm not, I'm trying to avoid dropping names. So we go into the auditorium, and we sit down. And they start the presentation. We're told that more students are paying their bills than ever before, which is probably 82%. because... 82%. No, it was 90-something. It was like 98.7, That's I think. A joke. Yeah, it was 98.7. Yeah, no, it's yeah, it was 98.7. So we're told that more students are paying their bills than ever. By the mm-hmm. way, that means that there's just fewer students than before. We're also told enrollment is up, which I find that hard to believe. But since it's been so low lately, if it's up by five students, that's a big deal for them, I'm sure. We're told a lot of interesting things about the state of Howells Anderson College, but was what was most interesting to me and what I was most looking forward to was hearing Dr. Ray Young speak. I just, I haven't heard that dude speak in forever, in person. Wow. And it was just, it was wild because it was the same person. Not only did, of course, he sound exactly the same, this guy is trying to sell me books. <laughs> He was trying to sell me now like I have Jack Hiles the works of Dr. Hiles. And it was it was letters that Jack Hiles wrote. He can was have just the first one for 16. He was and the reading. One for he was having seven he was having someone else. Or I can do both for 20. It was two for 20. I think it was two for 18. Mm. But he was having someone read letters Jack Hiles wrote and transcribe them and and type them out and then they're Ray Young's books that he authored. It was un Fucking believable. I'll bet he but he listens to Dan Miller's podcast. Wouldn't surprise me. But my favorite part of that evening was this. Boba No. My favorite part, aside, I shouldn't say my favorite part. My favorite part, aside from seeing my friend and having some good fellowship, as we say, was this. And I got very, very nervous. I'm going to tell you the truth. Because remember, we're all about numbers and we're all about being in the ministry and all that shit. So Ray Young got up and Ray Young says, all right, I'm going to have everyone who's here, when I call on you, I want you to stand and tell me when you graduated you and how long you... give you the audio for this? No, 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 no. When you graduated and how long... That's I'm going to let you have that. That's your own thing. You have it. How long you've been in the ministry and when you graduated when you were in school. Well, immediately my heart sank. and But also, remember, we're not dressed for this. My so, dick got hard. Okay, well, that's different. Heart sinking is not the same as what you said. So what what was crazy to me was like suddenly I was transported. I must have had the nightmare last night. I was transported. I was back in college and I was sitting in front of Ray Young <laughs> and I had to stand up and give a count. That was intense. If you know that feeling, you know that feeling. If you don't know it, you don't know it. So I'm sitting there and everyone else is getting he's and it's not just like everyone stand. It's Remain seated until I call on you. Then I'm going to point at you. You're going to stand. I thought we were way in the back in the corner. I thought, you know what? He knows who we are. He knows what the fuck is up. He's going to skip us. No, no, no. <laughs> he doesn't. Not only does he not skip us, he points at us and says, "Okay, Hardies." And I was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> like, he called me out. Young I was like, "No, you're just too drunk." No, it was good. <laughs> so well, I it was think two I'm words. Not drunk. It was two words. So okay, he no, looks at us. He calls us by name. And I didn't stand up because I'm not a part of no, this system I'm not. anymore. You need to go back because anybody who's not watching this doesn't know that when they say, "Where have you been serving?" and yeah. "What have you?" when this is their opportunity to give their resume. 
Which Absolutely. is not an elevator speech. <laughs> it is. It's not. I am John Stevenson Tyler. This is my wife, Rebecca Sabrina Brianna Diamond Mercedes Tyler. And we were married in 2001. We have four beautiful children and have and you're been Jim Gaffigan, God Gooseneck Baptist <laughs> Bulletarian <laughs> Church at the Highland Plaza and said that the coordinates are 40.39-18 West, yep. 47 South, in Stevensboro, Elbuch. You've gone too far. you got to stop. <laughs> and we graduated. I graduated in 2004. She graduated in 2017. And I'm afraid she's been struck in with female, meaning she can't talk in the church right now. So I have to say everything for her. She says, hi. That wasn't all of them, but that was definitely most of them. Let's say that. And then he pointed to us. And I did, and again, I'm not saying I'm cool because of this, but I refused to stand. I was just like, Stuart Hardy, 04 to 08. I'm a person. And there's no, there's no, like, I'm not serving anywhere. <laughs> and to count the places I've served, oh. I'm good. So, when, so we, when we got out of there, because then I did the same thing. I'm like, Andy Hardy, didn't go to college. Yeah. I did some work for John Wilkerson, John Wilkerson a while back. <laughs> like, that was it. And you could tell, I mean, everybody's mm-hmm. waiting with bated breath. But I, but wanted to, I wanted to stand and do what everybody else is doing and be like, and I was I went to to Grace Baptist Pillsbury College tried Baptist. to tried to commit suicide. <laughs> I really didn't like that. I'm self employed now, and it's done wonders for my anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, just like I make my own Give money, I don't buy on a church. Thanks, bye. You know. But we didn't do that. And by the way, like I will say this for us, we were very cordial and we were very gracious the whole evening. We did for for all the stuff. Excuse him for all the stuff that I've said and done. Probably some of you might hope I was there to cause a ruckus. And initially when I got there, that's what I thought I wanted to do. But once I got there, I'm like, I just want to observe and report. That's all I'm here to do. And that's really what we're, this is, this is the second half of what that's about. But during that time, we didn't go at anyone. We weren't hardcore. We weren't like trying to get anyone's goat. Like you had wanted to do this and interview people, but we didn't stick a microphone in anyone's face. We weren't combative. Things I would like we to stick in people's faces. I know. We weren't combative. We weren't angry. We weren't dicks. We were just there. We were really, honestly, we just want to be wanted to be a fly on the wall. That's all we wanted to be, and that's really all we were. But the host pastor really had it in for us, and this is my highlight of the night. I've got to say this. So we're sitting there, everyone has stood up and introduced themselves, told us where they're from and when they went to college, whether or not they did, or if they're just a friend of the, the pastor there, Kirk Beard or John Wilkerson, um, and, and told us where they're serving. Now that we've gone through all that's all done. And for me, I'm like, okay, I said my thing. I didn't I didn't stutter. My voice didn't crack. I didn't get all weird when uh, Ray Young said, okay, Hardys. And then when after we introduced ourselves, he said, send all your love to uh, my father. To Send all my love to, to your, your father. father. That like, was, fuck you. Okay. Actually <laughs> we didn't that say that. Shit. But um, it's all done. It's over. We're done. I got through that part. We're good. And then... Ray Young, you know, there was only 30, 35 people there. Like we said, Ray Young looks around and says, I think I got everyone. Did I get everyone? Kirk Beer, the pastor, sitting all the way in the back. And again, understand, this is about a power struggle. This isn't about Ray Young defending us or being chill with us, okay? Ray Young says, did I get everyone? And Kirk Beer, did did you get those guys? And he points at us, which isn't his actual voice, okay? No, he literally is the fat cop from the animation. (laughs) It was pretty pretty loud. 
There's just He's seen three, three kids around here. By the way, I really, I really like the way you're, sing, you're, you're singing. <laughs> I'm Kirk Beard, he's, by the way. He permits us out to try. Look, he's had it out for us all night, so he's trying to get us again. And and I quote, you have it audio somewhere, I think. And I quote, Ray Young goes, "Yeah, we got the Hardies. You were just too busy talking to so and so to hear." <laughs> That was the my night was made again. I understand but, I mean, that me and Ray are not on the same you team. You got to consider did Ray really want to give us another opportunity to no, say that's anything? true. He definitely didn't. And and by the way, right as Ray was saying that, I was saying out loud, very loud, "Yeah, man, he got us. We're good." So again, to me, that was the highlight of my night. There was a lot that happened, but I think we've broken a lot of it down for you. And if there's another alumni reunion close, probably gonna go again just to see how the fuck it goes down. I'm glad that you were able to come with me. Uh, I had a lot of fun. I'm glad we went. Uh, I wouldn't take it back. Uh, definitely sent me down a wild and crazy trail, and maybe had some crazy nightmares. Well, but I think it was probably healthy for you. I got to be really. I hope so. I got like when I was. The problem is you sort of left before you left. Or no, yeah. no, you left. You left after you left. Like you were out of church for a while before you separated. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. I was in church when I separated. Mm-hmm. So that really changes everything. Yeah, it does. In a moment. Yeah. Yeah. It's very rapid succession. So I guess um, we just want to kind of break down for you the experience, where we think Hiles Anderson College is at, what we think it's actually about at this stage, and what oh, its I mean, leaders it's stand for and represent. Money. It is, but it is still a cult. Um, and that's that's an important facet to recall. So that was our night at the alumni reunion, uh, getting us verbally assaulted by the host pastor, um, trying to talk to people who were in a really bad spot and not say you're in a bad spot, but just say, hey, we're thinking about you and having them tell us, you know what, we're just keeping our eyes on Jesus. So Wait, it doesn't that? matter. I'm not saying a name on that because um, I don't want to cut this thing again. <laughs> Fuck. But... Um, you know, it, it was it was it was Text quite. Text me if you want to know who it was. Yeah, it was. I'll tell you personally if you. want. I'm drunk. It so was quite remember. an all-encompassing experience. Um, I will say this for to to any any of you that that can look at the website and see like, oh, there's an alumni event coming coming up close to me. Expect for high high-ranking staff members to be there and expect to be extremely triggered because if you're in that place, it's going to happen to you. That's not me trying to be mean or, or dickish to you. That's just what's going to happen. So ex- anticipate someone of Ray Young or John Wilkerson's caliber being there. Anthony Collins, maybe I don't know who Bill McSpadden, someone like that. Uh, I hope not. He's too he's, loud. He's too much of a shithead. Yeah, he's that for sure. But at any rate, <laughs> all right, Rick. At any rate, if you in, if you intend to go to one, make sure you're well prepared. And if you intend to go to one and you want to talk to me about it ahead of, ahead of time, feel free to hit me up. I'd love to talk to you about it. I'm sure we didn't cover everything that happened last night, but I'm glad we covered what we covered. Thank you for coming with me. Uh, thank yes. you for bringing your Andy Hardy show, Mike. I'm sorry we didn't get to employ well, I bought a shitload of equipment. You did too. You I know. Anything. I know. It's okay. That was our experience at the alumni dinner. No, alumni. Alumni and... What was it? Alumni and friends. It says alumni and friends. At the... Fellowship. Hiles oh, Anderson. Are you kidding? What the fuck? You they bent put, it. They put a double plural in here. Look. They did? Yeah, they did. Because they can't. They have no education. Alumni and friends, fellowships. Is it really fellowships? No, no. It's because it's a series. 
Yeah, but it's still, multiple fellowships. No, but you could have said fellowship for each fellowship. It's true. You don't need fellowships. You could say alumni and friends. Either way, fellowships. We got three fourths or alumni or, and friends. No, we definitely got one third through this bottle of proper twelve Irish whiskey. It was delicious. We thank you so much for coming along for the ride here and talking. I'm Andy. We know. <laughs> we know. And, let, and listening to us talk about the uh, Alumni and Friends Fellowship. Nice. Real nice. Real nice. Nice. Are you Real fucking nice. No, he's not. Thanks for coming along. Thanks for sticking around for this long to listen to us ramble as drunk as we are. We're very, very grateful. Take that shit out of your fucking mouth. And we hope you enjoyed this episode of Not Your Mother's Podcast. It's Not Your Mother's Podcast, bitch. <laughs>